0: This episode of Comic Book Junto is brought to you by Bare Fruit, a Philadelphia-based lifestyle brand dedicated to turning beliefs into creative action and inspiring others to do the same. Head over to barefruit.com, that's B-3-A-R-F-R-U-I-T.com, and sign up for our newsletter. While you're there, check out our other podcast, The Beautiful Struggle, a weekly conversation series hosted by me, Octavius A. Newman, featuring various guests telling their origin story. Don't forget to grab some merch from our online store. As a reward for being a loyal Comic Book Junto listener, use promo code CBJ to get 10% off your next order. Bear fruit, believe, create, inspire. Now let's start the show. Hello and welcome to Combo Junto, episode 30. Man, we made it to episode 30. I'm your host Octavius A. Newman. I'm the creator Bear Fruit. And I'm here with my co-host, who can't stop playing
1: Pokemon's Goes. Just give me a second. Adam Jamiroquai Teteris. <laughs> Have I used <laughs> that one yet? Futures made of... Virtual insanity. There it I'm is. I'm trying to play Pokemon Go right now, and it's not loading. You so see, what kind gonna, you see what kind of respect he has for the show, guys. I'm, well, I, I want you to know that I'm a consummate professional. I'm also a consummate Pokemon trainer. And as a, did as, you did you catch all the Pokemons yet? No, actually, i no. I have like eight. <laughs> yeah, you only caught eight Pokemons. <laughs> I got Punchy Rock. I got uh, Floor Shit. <laughs> I got them all. Oh yeah! Shout out to Ray Ray. <laughs> yeah. What up, Ray Ray? Yeah, everybody's playing Pokemon Go. I still can't believe you. You are not. You are holding out. You At this point in time, you have to work hard to avoid Pokemon Go.
0: Well, I actually downloaded Pokemans.
1: <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa.
0: I, I, do, I downloaded Pokemans. Uh, Go for it. You and, got Pokemans? And, hey. Hey, girl. Hey girl. You, you got Pokemans? You, you got, you, got <laughs> yeah. you You caught them all yet? Because yeah. I got most of them.
1: Did you, you, did you start it up? You fired it up?
0: Yeah, I don't care about this game. Like, I, I I, I don't care. I was like, I walked, I went and walked my dog, Logan. I'm like, all right, Logan, we about to go play Pokemon, you know? And I caught, first of all, the first one was like in my car. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, how in the world are you getting in my car? Okay. I feel personally violated. You know, you don't just show up in another man's car. Oh yeah, ain't got the nerve to get on the steering wheel. Yeah, okay, get Uh off my steering wheel. Uh Uh You deserve to be caught. He changed the radio station. No, you don't do that. You don't come my car, change the radio station. Okay,
1: (laughs) somebody got to put a stop to this. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. and that's it. That was that. That's the beginning of the end of the saga. That was the beginning,
0: and then I went for a walk with Logan and. I mean, I was just like, I don't care about
1: this. Well, I want to get something perfectly clear. I I
0: said, "Why why not?" Let me try it. I want to make something about
1: everybody loves it perfectly perfectly clear. Technically speaking, on a technological level, this game is trash. It freezes my phone. Wow! It crashes my phone. Hot take. I put it in my pocket. You have to keep it running. Whoa! You have to keep the game open and running. In order for anything to actually what uh, happen now, which means is it's draining a, is your extremely battery. Extremely hot take, it's right? It's draining your battery all day, and I do it anyway. I'm doing it anyway. I'm I'm still checking my phone. I'm still mm. killing my battery mm. so I can catch an oddish or ratata or a pidgey. Philadelphia is Doduo's ratata. And punchy rocks. Uh, uh, and punchy rocks. I I would kill. I would kill to get a punchy rock. They can't find one. No. Oh man. That's a geo dude for everybody out there. Punchy hey, rock. Listen. I don't. I, I, it it what, do nothing. Uh, what I'm trying funny. to say is the spirit of the thing. I think mm-hmm. uh, outweighs the technical aspects of the game because on a technical level, this game is trash. Mm. Is garbage juice. Mm. It's not good. Why do I keep loading this game? I'd like to know the answer as well. <laughs> because, you know what I mean?
0: If it was like Batman, I had to catch everybody, put them back in Arkham Asylum. <laughs> yeah,
1: and then can't. I might be in. Gotta catch them all. Yeah. That's a good idea. Robin. Actually. Yeah. That's a very good idea.
0: Wait, DC, don't Warner Brothers, don't steal my uh, DC, idea. DC, Warner Brothers, Steve Jobs, positive if you're listening comment. to this. Yeah, thank but, you. you know... Is this that I gotta catch them all,
1: gotta put them all behind bars? Gotta catch them all, put them back in Arkham. Yes. Yeah. That's the idea. Yeah. Now, nah, then I might be in for that one. Okay. Okay. That's cool. So, apart from n- not playing Pokemon Go, how's your week going, man? Week's going all right. Uh, you know. Oh, hey, Hope. breaking news. I just, I'm just, i about to catch a new Pokemon. Yeah. This one's called a bear fruit. I don't know nothing about this bear fruit. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Let me just pull up my entry in the Pokédex. Hey, girl. Uh, what's you know, what, what what's about this about? What, what you know about Bear Fruit? Well, this podcast,
0: Comic Book Junto, is brought to you by Bearfruit. Fruit. Bear is a Philadelphia-based lifestyle brand. And uh, I say the same thing every week, so you guys can just go back and listen to older episodes. <laughs> um, but basically, um, yeah, Bearfruit. Fruit, we have a clothing company. We have a mm-hmm. website, bearfruit.com, We have a newsletter. Um, You can check out barefruit.com, sign up for the newsletter, check out our store, see the new stuff we got. Um, Newest product we have is the Blue Marble Baxter Mm t-shirt. So we've got that in all kinds of sizes. So you can grab you one of them Mm Jones. Or uh, uh, you could also take advantage of our 30% off sale that we have going on right now. We're trying to make room for new stuff. So we have lots of things that are on discount. Discounts already applied. so you can go there, shop.bearfruit.com grab you something and uh we have new things coming on the way. Oh. Also we got another podcast, The Beautiful Struggle, mm-hmm. um that you can check out as well. It's on iTunes, SoundCloud, Overcast, um Google Chrome, I mean Google Play, all the rest of the different podcasts, <laughs> all places. the Google uh, products. All, all the all the pod places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's who's paying the bills around these parts. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Now that we got that part out of the way, we've done it so smoothly, effortlessly and professionally.
1: Yeah. 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 Beautiful segue. You were saying. By yours truly. Uh, I, I want to know how your week's been going. Happy Brown Bag Day. Thank to you. you. Happy Brown Bag Day to you as well. We're recording actually on a Wednesday as, as we, we attempt to do every week, but that's what we, we try to do. We don't always nail that Good one. news is we haven't missed a week. No, that's true. We've
0: we've kept it up. It's, con- it's consistency. Thirty episodes, and we have eight one shots. So yeah. we have thirty-eight episodes of Book Junto* floating around right now.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a lot. That's big. That's a baker's dozen. Yeah, we're not we're not far away from. Uh, a year's worth Mm-mm. No, 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 we are not And every day that we do this, we get a few new listeners We really appreciate you joining Absolutely. If this is the first time you've listened to Comic Book Junto We're happy to have you I know we had a few new listeners uh, After that Philly Weekly issue A couple of people hit us up on Twitter uh, We appreciate you Thanks for joining us for the Junto uh, We're just happy to be here yeah. You know, and we'll have more, hopefully more new listeners when we do our live show during the Philadelphia podcast festival. That's right. August 20th at Amalgam Comics here in Philly. What time is that? 2, 2 p.m. Hey, two p.m.
0: tweet at us and let us know if you're coming. Yeah. We should probably like do some sort of way to RCP so we can have an idea. Yeah. That's a good idea. Coming. We'll so, do an event. Maybe we'll like make an event, event on Facebook. Or something something like that. Like that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But we'd like to know who's coming so we can get an idea
1: of <clears throat> what's going on. There are going to be Pokemons there.
0: Is they? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Pokemon is gonna be in uh-huh, there. Uh huh.
1: Uh huh. Oh, all right. Yeah.
0: Uh, punchy thing rock is gonna be there punchy rock
1: gonna be up in there uh, everybody's like what is punchy rock we're like googling it okay, right now I, Octavius and I both basically we both just send each other videos from the Instagram account <laughs> hood clips like all day long all week long it's very fun yeah we, we find something that like, usually both of us have seen it at some point in time we just send it to each other on Instagram send a direct or like private message then there's a video on hood clips it's clearly a Sketch. Here's the thing with hood clips. I never know what the source material is. And that's that's its own problem. It's funny. But because I want to see more of this, there's this sketch. And it's like a news report about Pokemon, Pokemans. And this one guy talking about- <laughs> He literally how, calls them Pokemans. He does call them Pokemans. We, we said that. Uh, this oh, guy talking man. about, hey, yeah, oh, yeah, my friend who told me about Tinder, he told me about Pokemans Go. <laughs> hey, what up, Ray Ray? And then they're talking about how he's mispronouncing all the Pokemon names. And oh. It's very funny. You had to be there. You need, you need the laughs yeah. in your day. Maybe we can find that on uh, Twitter and we'll just- tweet it from their yeah, account. That's so like funny. Punchy <laughs> G- Rock. Uh, what's going on in your life? Uh, onion turtle is the one that gets me. Because it looks he, like an onion he turtle. He a a Bulbasaur an onion turtle. I like that.
0: Yeah. yeah. I don't know anything about this once again. But that's why it's probably was more even more funny to me because... <laughs> <laughs> that guy's kind of like me. Like, yeah, Onion Turtle. Yeah. Gotta Onion be his Turtle. name. Yeah. What else would you call him? That makes sense. He just calls it like he sees it.
1: Exa- That's my kind of guy. Yeah. Call it like you see it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this week, it's been, I'm, I've been frustrated with Pokemon Go but I'm playing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been catching up on a backlog of comics, trying mm-hmm. to make sure that I'm I'm going back and reading some of the Avengers standoff books that I didn't read. You still they, haven't read those? They're just chilling on my coffee table. There wow. were a lot of them. And it, it, it was a crossover with a bunch of different books. So I'm getting caught up on some of the old Sam Wilson books that Nick Spencer is writing. I'm, Finding myself digging into the trade paperbacks that I haven't read for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, Copra is one, a trade, like a uh, an independent John that I really liked. And there are three volumes of Copra, C O P R A. And I love that book, but I have all three volumes and I've only read one. Mm. That's whack. So I'm trying to catch up on some of that stuff, find some downtime, sit down, read comics. And uh, because I'm always playing video games and telling you about video games that you've never heard of, like car soccer. Oh, I have been playing a video game pretty regularly. Oh, you have? Uncharted 4. Oh. I have, oh. I have to be coming up on the same, end at some point. Same, same. Like, Every I, time I think I'm getting close to exactly. the end of that game, it, it just gets crazier. Yeah,
0: it's like, okay, I'm at the end. It's got to be coming to an end. And then all of a sudden, mad people come out of nowhere.
1: Yeah. And then you have to fight them off or sneak around. Yo. Like... Uncharted four, uh, Uncharted all of the Uncharted's, but Uncharted four. Every time you think you saw the craziest thing that's going to happen in this game, yeah, something falls apart and starts disintegrating underneath you. Whoa, 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 whoa! No, 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 no. That's that's my uh, impersonation. Yeah, of Nathan Drake. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's just you can't step on anything that won't fall apart, Nathan. And my thing is,
0: why are you so calm all the time? He's always like, Oh, wow. Oh, man. That was fun. It's like G-Wiz. My dude, how are you? <laughs> G-Wiz.
1: Yeah. Got G-Willigers. Yeah. I love this game, and I'm not going to spoil anything other than the fact well, okay, Crash Bandicoot. I'm not going to spoil it. Crash anything. Bandicoot. Okay, yeah. that's it. Yeah, Crash yeah, Bandicoot. That's yeah. all yeah. I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Crash Bandicoot. That's fun. That's I love fun. this game. I, I downloaded a game for Xbox Live Arcade. I have an Xbox One, and I'm playing this game called Inside. And Hold it's on. A, Wait. Before we get to that, how yeah. are you playing untried 4 with Xbox One? My, my, my boy has a PlayStation 4. I do uh, not have okay. a PlayStation okay. 4. So what we've done is we have every Monday night, is Funcharted night. Mm. We get together and we play Funcharted. I have yet to be invited to this. You want to play Funcharted? Or anything else. I'm, I, internet, I've never been to Adam's uh, domicile. <laughs> I, well, we don't play it at my place. We play it at his. Oh, Because okay. he has a PlayStation. But uh, you are, you open invitation as of right now. To everybody who to the podcast. On this 20th of July in the year 2016. The year 2000. You are invited 16. to play Funcharted. Sounds good, although I imagine that you're probably further along in that game, might could be, yeah, but I don't know, because we pass the sticks, you know you get you get oh really, yeah, you get messed up, you pass the sticks, yeah, oh, okay, it's a very cinematic game, so it it works is, up. it is it's not it's a one player game, but this game that I've been playing also a one player game, side scroller, super, super terrifying, creepy puzzle kind of thing mm-hmm. it's called inside it is the spiritual successor to a game called limbo oh from yeah some years ago i remember limbo it is so good i love it is so it still much dark and like super dark uh really interesting really creepy I, I i take that stuff with me i can't like close my eyes without thinking about some of those scenarios but i've been twitching it i'll play that game online and then i'll stream it on twitch mm. so whenever i do that I'll, I'll post up on on twitter if you want to follow along it's very cool so that's Word. what's up. That's what I've been doing. Word. Staying busy. You going to get a PS4? I would love to get a PS4. Especially with the whole Arkham VR thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would love to get a PlayStation 4. Yeah, I got to get contacts. I can't imagine that VR is going to Put work. that on my glasses? With glasses? No. no.
0: They haven't decided. They haven't figured no. that out yet. No.
1: I'm trying to get an, uh, a Warby Parker VR headset. That's that what sounds, I want. That sounds amazing. Designer frames.
0: Yeah. This is what the people want. <laughs> Designer frames that connect to the VR. It's yeah. only a matter of time. Yeah, exactly. You know, 10 years from now, it's going to be like, what? You guys used to put
1: goggles on your face? You look You guys stupid. are so old. Look how dumb you look, dad. <laughs> <laughs> you could only see Pokemon through your phone now that they got real Pokemon. I could just trip over one, yeah. It's like, like a you Jurassic Pokemon, World have, kind of thing. You have thing.
0: uh, punchy rocks as pets.
1: <laughs> wow, <laughs> wow, wow. That's the dystopian comic book Junto future in which punky punchy rocks can be pets. There we go. We should uh launch into some news Let's uh, do as, it. as we're speaking about Pokemon. Um, Damn it, Octavius, all the news is about Pokemon Go. And you're excited about it. Well, as a man who is playing this game and frustrated with it, I'm just done with it. That I'm doesn't like, make sense to me. I'm playing. I, I'm telling you, it's complicated. We, I, it must be because we were talking about putting news in, internet, yeah.
0: and I'm like, okay, Adam, here's this po- Pokemon story. He's like, I don't like, want to do no. any Pokemon story. Every look, I'm he, like, wait, you're the Pokemon guy in, the, you know, in this conversation.
1: There's so many pieces of news about Pokemon Go. It's it's absurd. It is absurd. Pokemon's taking over. So we, we got a, a few choice Pokemon Go headlines for you. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, more people are playing the Pokemon theme song on Spotify. What? Yeah. The Pokemon theme song from the Pokemon cartoon no. is getting more plays on Spotify. More plays than what? Than what it used to be. Apparently, oh, since okay. Pokemon Go has come out, Spotify reports 362% more plays than it had Prior to the game coming out, so how out. much
0: money is that going to equal so, to?
1: Well, so, probably not that much money. Right, I don't well, think anybody's who, who, subscribing to Spotify yeah, okay. for that song.
0: Well, apparently somebody is. Yeah, a lot okay. of
1: somebody's. Maybe somebody is. Yeah,
0: I might have. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> Let
1: me see what the fuss is all about. And you pulled it up, and you're like, I'm part of the problem. Uh huh. There are two things that I thought of when I read this one, people are walking around playing this song, so it feels like more legit. They're listening to the song and they're catching Pokemon and they're listening to, "I wanna be the very best, no one ever was." Like that somebody, song
0: is the, that song. that's the Pokemon. Okay, yeah, okay. Somebody's, okay I remember that. So I remember you're
1: listening that. to that in your headphones and actually co- catching, like a, a coughing and far fetched and stuff. So that's funny to me. The second thing no I wanted to ask ever you. Was. If you're walking around and you have a theme song, people play that for themselves as a theme song. Every superhero needs a theme what song. What is your theme song? What's my theme yeah, song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're walking go- around town and you were a superhero. What is your theme song?
0: It is definitely the music from the montage of Karate Kid. Oh. Is that You're the Best? No, 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 wait. wait you're is the that-
1: best. Oh,
0: is that, is that
1: is that
0: the one? Yeah. This is not why people tune into no, this that's show not, right that's now. That's not my that, no. that's not my theme song. That's just the first thing that came <laughs> to mind. Okay. Um, I have to think about it. Derek. There's so much good music, but what music? I have to meditate on that. Yeah,
1: meditate on I'll that. Come okay. back. We'll answer that question. You, next you week. might bring that later, but I'm, I'm just going to offer you mine right now. Okay, uh, Usher, nice and slow. That's just my. That's <laughs> Wait, my theme song. Give us, a, give us a snippet, At real seven quick. Seven o'clock on the dot. dot I'm in my drop top cruising dot. the streets. Yeah, <laughs> that's my theme
0: song.
1: That's me on my bicycle. Exactly. <laughs> So that's just you. When I'm playing Pokemon, they don't know if I'm trying to catch those Jaws, or, or I'm like, them. I'm seducing. I'm like, come on, follow me home. Hey, girl. Hey, what's up? Coffee. Hop, why don't you hop in this? What up, Crabby? <laughs> why don't you hop in this Pokeball? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, taking, what? Wait a minute.
1: Somewhere nice.
0: Are you yeah. cat? Are you going around catcalling Pokemon,
1: <laughs> sir? You need to get it together. All right. So that's the first one on Pokemon Go. Second one. Uh, Do you see this video of the the guy who drove his car into a police vehicle? This ball Because he was playing Pokemon Go and driving. And he gets out of the car. And it's all on video, of course.
0: The video is like...
1: He smashes into that Yo, car. You smashes into a trooper car. Killed somebody. Yeah, every, killed they, yourself. Supposedly everybody was just fine, which is great. But the driver of the car who crashed gets out of the car and he says, "I knew I shouldn't have been playing this dumbass game." <laughs> <laughs> well, not while you're driving. No, you should not. That's the thing. You, you know you did something wrong. You're like narrating. I know exactly what I did. But we've I all exactly been there. What I like did. you're doing the thing,
0: and you have that moment. While you're doing the thing yeah. In your mind you go I should not be doing this This is 100% my fault And <laughs> as soon as you say that You go ah. Shortly after, bang And then you're like, I knew I shouldn't have done And you, all you want to do is rewind time Because you were warned You warned yourself You are like, hey self, listen to me Yeah, Don't do this <laughs> yeah. And you're like, shut yeah. up, self Self, shut up, self Oh, he's trying to tell me what to do. I'm trying to help you. Well, don't help me. I know what I'm bang. Yeah, self is like I told you. Yeah, self. Just listen to yourself. Just listen. Mm-hmm. Next time. Uh huh. Uh huh. I think uh-huh. the listeners are confused.
1: Yeah. Uh, and lastly, you see this MMA fighter, Michael Page. Yeah. The Venom, this and he guy. he beats his opponent. Runs over to the end of the octagon, grabs like. I wasn't sure what was happening. Grab some stuff from uh, whoever's with him. A hat in his, and a Pokeball. A hat and a Pokeball. He rolls a Pokeball at his uh, opponent, who's like crumpled on the floor. <laughs> rolls his poke, Pokeball over, strikes a pose, puts a hat on. Gotta catch them all. Got him. I couldn't believe that. The Got choreography him. of that. Like You had to have that plan. He had to have been very confident. Or he
0: just like, you know what? If and when I win this fight, have my hat, my pokeball ready. Oh uh, man, don't that sleep. is don't sleep. Have it ready for
1: me. That is unbelievable. Apparently, the guy that he beat—I mean, add insult to injury—the literal injury of his opponent, mm-hmm. he had a skull fracture. That dude was messed. Well, hit him with a flying knee up. He was messed up. So not only did he have a skull fracture, which, look, if you're an MMA fighter, this is the sort of thing that you are asking for. It could happen. Not only that, but he had a Pokemon get rolled towards him. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, that's
0: really embarrassing. Oh, In in the time of the internet, like, you can't have nobody rolling Pokeballs that you have to knock you out.
1: I feel like the only way you can engage with that as the opponent who has that happen to him, you got to get up and say, okay, you did it. You did it. Yeah, you just got to go away and just me. say, you know what? You got that one. Excellent
0: work. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'm not even mad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got it. What could you say? You got a skull fracture and you done got sucked up into a Pokeball. Oh, man. It's over for you. That
1: is wild. That All right. is wild. So, the Star Wars Rogue One trailer. I know that you were a member of the Blackout Congregation. That's correct. Okay. And I just want to address this. How dare you, sir, send me okay. the the trailer <laughs> to my phone...
0: <laughs> Okay, it's against my religion now, you, and I'm you, sick
1: of it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I wasn't sick think, of it. I was at my excitement. My excitement overrode what I understand of you. Okay, and I was being selfish in this moment, and I I wanted you to see this. I wanted you to I share my excitement. I get it. And I was not thinking about. Your uh, your I principles, can't go there with you. your principles of faith. I can't go there, but I, I do want to acknowledge this for listeners right now. The the Star Wars Rogue One celebration reel, which was shown, I think, during Star Wars celebration in Europe. Oh my God, this movie is going to be good. This movie I believe is going to be good. For
0: those of you that are new, let me explain to you how this works. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, because you know, introduce us. Everybody's podcast is somebody's first. Yes, you know, yeah. and if you don't know, we are the power man and iron fist of podcasting. And there's a certain way way, way that I roll. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. And I don't deal with the fiddle faddle when it comes to. Spoilers, yeah. Yeah. Yes. All right. So, the blackout congregation. <laughs> if you choose to be a member of this, yeah. here's how it goes down. Basically, you watch a. Trailer, one trailer. Just one. And the purpose, there's a why. See, the why is important. Uh Uh-huh. Why are you watching this trailer? To determine if you are or are not going to go see this movie. Yeah, yes. After you've decided if you're going to see the movie... You don't need to watch any more trailers. That is it. Because all the trailers are going to do is show you more and more
1: and more and more of the movie. And as a culture, we celebrate more footage. We we got new scenes of the Joker. We have a, a new look at this vehicle. This, that, and the other I don't other need thing. all that. Like, all, all these blogs do, all these news sites. I mean, some of what we do, we talk mm-hmm. about new costumes, mm-hmm. new this, new yeah. that. Right. But realistically, what Octavius is putting forth is you're just spoiling the experience.
0: Yeah, you're just you're just you're just like
1: tasting and tasting and tasting and tasting. And then
0: when it's time to eat, you're like, I'm kind of full. Yeah. Cause I've I've been eating the whole time. Yeah. You know, I don't really have that experience to cut into it, smell it. Have, take a bite and go Ooh What's in this It's like you know It's in it already You've yeah. seen it all That's right um, And if you're like me and You've been watching movies for years You can't turn your brain off And you can't stop Figuring the movie out That's right As you're watching the trailers So Blackout congregation Here's how we do We watch one trailer Determine if you're gonna see it or not After that No No Trailers No reviews um, I'm a little bit more forgiving on reviews, a little bit personally. Okay, but I even try to stay away from reviews. Sure, um, I don't want to know what anybody thinks about it. I don't want to know if you like it, if you didn't like it. Like even when Adam asked me like last week, did you see Ghostbusters? Yes. How'd you feel about
1: it? You didn't even tell me.
0: Because I didn't want to, it, like, it's all—it's it's literally like it's almost against my religion. It's like, even if you ask me to, it's like,
1: I can't.
0: Sure, 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 I sure. can't take this from you. Thou you shalt
1: not subject, subject. Thou shalt not a, spoil. A matter of opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I understand. That's I how, respect That's how I, roll. That. I I will be. I'll be catching Ghostbusters this weekend. Oh, I thought you saw it. No, no, I did, haven't end up. Uh, haven't been able to see it quite yet. So I'm going to catch this this weekend. I was hoping to get it opening weekend because mm-hmm. I, I really want to be a contributor to the numbers for opening weekend of this mm-hmm. film. I'm mm-hmm. excited to see the movie. I've heard good things, but I'm excited to sit down and talk with you about it. That'll yes. So we'll do one shot on that. Another thing we're going to do a one shot on is.
0: Batman: The Killing Joke. It's. It seems like week after week we have something new to say about this. Yeah. Uh, last week we talked. I mean, a while ago we talked about that they're going to have the one night only fathom events in theaters. Monday. Yeah. It was a ten. What is a seven thirty and a ten p.m. or something yeah, like that. Something like that. And then they added more theaters. They started with a thousand theaters. Then they started with a certain amount of theaters. Then they added up to a thousand theaters. Now they're expanding it to. A Tuesday as well. Multiple evenings. Right. A Monday so, and a Tuesday. So you have an opportunity to find a theater near you because you can see it on Monday the 25th and you can also see it on
1: Monday the 26th of July. And it seems the wording in the press release for this is an unprecedented interest, an unprecedented yeah, they, amount like of people. that this They didn't people. expect it. It makes me wonder how much interest... Would be necessary in order to just have a full theatrical release. Well, isn't that what they did
0: with the old Batman animated movie, Phantom, Phantasm, the... Master yeah, of the Phantasm? Phantasm. Yeah. Was that in
1: theaters? Yeah, I believe it was. That was so a fact. long time ago. That was a long time ago. But
0: you're looking at this kind of. I mean, they're going to have a Spider-Man animated movie that's going to be in theaters, right? Yeah, that's right. So that's that's a big deal, and we see things like you know, Toy Story was in theaters, and mm-hmm. but I guess they just haven't really thought about what kind of following these DC animated movies would have to the point where they're going to put it in theaters. So yeah. I guess if this does well, then maybe they'll put a lot of money, put a lot of time, a lot of effort into putting out a full theatrical release. Cause you know, we'll show up.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is proving it. Uh, on Batman, uh, you you brought this up actually just before we got started. Apparently, there are rumors about Ben Affleck's Batman movie.
0: Yeah. So the word on the streets,
1: not a whole lot of information, um, but the big picture is
0: Ben Affleck is starring in, directing, and writing the script for a standalone Batman movie. That's right. And they're saying that it's going to be a new story. And that new story is going to pull on a lot of different references from a lot of different books. But it's not going to be like, hey, here's this book and we're doing this book in a movie. Yeah. But what they are going to do from rumors now, rumors, these are not facts. This is rumors. The rumors are this is going to be based off of Arkham Asylum.
1: I need to know more. I mean, what I want to know is, does that mean we're finally going to get a Batman movie where we just have bats going toe to toe with multiple bad guys or is this going to be a bad thing like in which there are way too many bad guys in the scene at the same time you know like it gets to a point where it's very 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 exciting to me to Mm -hmm. have many of the rogues gallery in one picture Mm -hmm. but you could also kind of go overboard if you don't control yourself a little too much
0: yeah well i think that in seeing the older news about Ben Affleck saying they have a date that they want the movie to come out, but I don't have a script. That's the way I want it. Mm-hmm. So we might not be on the same page with that. That gives me hope Yeah, because he's pausing and going, well, hold on now. The story is important to me, you know, like making a date's not the most important thing. So, He's seen, and he's also writing it with Jeff Johns, right? Yeah, I believe so. So it's not like he's writing it in a vacuum, like by himself, right? So you've got Jeff Johns involved. You're taking your time, it seems like, to get it done right. And I think from the success of Arkham, the Arkham video games, you know what I mean. Like we, we, and what do you want to see but Batman detectiving, gadgeting, yeah. And beating people up. Those are
1: all of the things that I want to see.
0: You know, you want detective Batman, you want gadget Batman, and you want martial arts badass Batman. Yeah. I, I can't and wait. And I think Arkham, I mean, we since we've seen from the video games, like yeah. that's that's where This is where we spend time in Arkham. This is know, what
1: we want to do. There's a new mobile game coming out too, the Arkham Underground. Yeah. And isn't so that out now? I, I think it might be out now, yeah. But it's you know, it's more Batman spending time with the Rogues Gallery. That makes sense. Yeah, because you I mean, like That's what we want. This is bread and butter. Yeah. Although, you know, on the flip, there is a Batman game coming out soon. Yeah. That does not necessarily focus on that. The Batman telltale adventure, Mm -hmm. the telltale story Mm -hmm. that's coming out not too long from now. Uh, We have September. uh, Yeah. Yeah. September 13th is when it's coming out in North America. And it's coming out on a disc, so its I, I guess you can download it as well. But Telltale usually just does straight downloads for yeah. these games. But this yeah. one's going to be so big, I assume they want to make some money on the physical copy. And we got a trailer for that as well. And my understanding is we're not going to be spending a ton of time in Arkham. We're going to be spending more time with the contrast of Bruce Wayne, Batman, mm. Who's Who, identity. and how and, and the value... And the maneuvering of both sides. Did you catch this trailer? Yes. What do you think?
0: Didn't really show me a whole lot. Not a lot. But, I mean, and also, like, visually, it gave me the idea of the aesthetic. It's like, oh, okay. So, this is not like Arkham. The voice is different, too. Whenever I hear Batman and it's not Kevin Conroy, yeah. I'm always like, oh. So, who, like,
1: oh. who is this? What is this? You
0: know, I kind of I'm let down a little bit and I have to, like, recalibrate. Okay. Because, you know. Batman sounds like something, and the Joker sounds like something yeah, to me. Exactly. And when you don't sound like that, to me, it's like, who? What? It's like calling someone and expecting to
1: hear someone's voice on the other end, and you're like, hello? <laughs> it's somebody else doing a voice. And someone else answering like, you. "Who is this?" This is, a, oh yeah, come on, man, it's Adam. What are you talking about? This don't sound like Adam, man. You sound like Kevin Hart right now. I don't understand. Listen, listen. First of all, not gonna tell me sound like
0: Kevin Hart when I sound like Adam. Okay, <laughs> that's why I picked the phone up. Now, nothing. No, I'm not gonna do this with you. I'm not gonna do this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's bad because I can say that and just not be able to do an impersonation of Kevin Hart. It's not. It is not possible. It is not in my wheelhouse. I wouldn't be able to do it. And then I think, who could I do an impersonation of? Who can't you impersonate? And then I'm just of? thinking, like one line from Jerry Seinfeld. Be like, hey, what this is, is me. going on? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, thanks for calling, Adam. What's the deal with voicemails? <laughs> anyway, this is Kevin Hart. Another? What? What? What's going on here? All right, already. Yeah, I, I, that's not really my game. That's your thing, the hey, voice thing. You know,
0: one day I'm gonna be a voice actor when I grow up. That's right. We'll see. Anybody got any hookups on how to become a voice actor? Let 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 me know, or just send the podcast to someone who's you know who makes them things happen. Yeah. And say, hey, you should use this guy.
1: But only send the episodes in which uh, uh, we're doing man, man, right. or like for some reason suddenly. Uh, Octavius has turned into a New York construction worker who right. just like busts into the room. Exactly. You know, that happens from time to time.
0: Hey, oh! what are you doing over here with this guy? Look at this guy. What are you, uh, podcasting over here? Yeah, exactly. What are you, what are you, got the records and the microphones and the computers there? Yeah. What are you, what are you, uh, hitting record and, uh, playing and, uh, recording and cutting and pasting what this is over here? <laughs> Just make sure that you only you, send uh, that you... <laughs> episode to somebody you, uh, who's doing got it. got snacks and stuff and drinking waters over here? That's, and, uh, that's right. That's what is right. that, a phone? Is that a phone right there? Somebody <laughs> got a phone?
1: Is that an iPhone? This is observational humor. What is that, an
0: iPhone 7? <laughs> huh? What is that? <laughs> Why? Why do they do not ever know? Oh, ah, oh, ah, oh. nice, nice, real nice. Huh? Real nice, pal. Incredible. Way to go. Way to go. Wait, oh, yeah, yeah, you, oh, oh, okay, okay. Like,
1: what is that? Well, what I like about this character is it's fully formed. It's very developed, it's multidimensional. Yeah, I can tell that there's a lot happening. What, are you in this mocking me? You talking life. to me? I can tell that there is some duress.
0: Oh, oh, yeah, oh, oh, there's duress, huh? Oh, you're calling me a duress? You say, oh, yeah. Oh, really? Oh, oh yeah? Oh really? Oh, really? Yeah?
1: Please forgive me.
0: <laughs> Please, God forgive me.
1: Uh, oh, man. That one, got, that one got away from me.
0: Yeah. Um
1: Calm down, sir. Okay. So how about on, on the on the tip of Kevin Hart playing the role of Adam Jamericot Jamaiquet <laughs> Tetris? Right. Uh, we're talking about some interesting casting news. Uh-huh. Um Tessa Thompson. Who we know played Bianca in the movie Creed, mm-hmm. the, the most recent uh, Rocky movie, and she was also in Dear White People. That that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's going to be playing Valkyrie, mm-hmm. the superhero. Yeah. In the next Thor movie. Ragnarok. In in Thor Ragnarok. And I caught this on comicbook.com. And I really wanted to bring this into our news. Because this was, uh, I think, a little interview with the director of Thor Ragnarok. Uh, The guy's name is Taika Waititi. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's also responsible for writing and starring in the movie What We Do in the Shadows with Jermaine Clement. That movie was hilarious. I I I do not use the word hilarious frequently. I feel like it is diluted we use this so often, but oh, my God, that movie is so damn good. Nick is hilarious. hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tiger Watiti talks Nick about- Nick Cannon is
0: running with school clothes money.
1: <laughs> he, he talks about why he cast Tessa Thompson. Uh-huh. And I really appreciated that. He says, uh, right from the start, we wanted to d- diversify the cast. And it's hard when you're working with Vikings. Mm. <laughs> but they're all white, blonde, mm-hmm. Nordic characters Mm -hmm. yeah and he says uh at that point you have to look at the source material as a very loose inspiration and take it from there and just go with your gut you say you know what none of that stuff matters just because the character was blonde and white in the comic book that doesn't matter that's not what the character is about Hmm. and he says from a wide net tessa thompson delivered she was the best
0: now man that gets me excited well now i'm confused a little bit hit me
1: What's that mean? It doesn't matter. Sure. I think uh, you remember when Miles Morales was coming out as a character and a lot of people were upset Mm -hmm. because what do you mean? Spider-Man is black. Mm -hmm. What do you mean? Spider-Man's Hispanic. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think one of the arguments that came from Marvel, from from Brian Michael Bendis was tell me what about Spider-Man inherently means he's got to be white. I get that. Yeah. But what I don't
0: get is. I don't know Valkyrie's story. Okay, yeah. And I don't know where she comes from. Sure, sure, but sure. But if she's a viking from a particular land, yeah. tribe, c- community, culture, yeah. then you just might not be black. Like I mean, yeah, y- fair it, enough. It, but I don't know. But then it, so that's that's my point. It's like, well, let's not just like ignore culture. Let's Agreed. not ignore you know, nationality and ethnicity and where you're from for the sake of diversity. But there's a big, but there, I don't know Valkyries. Yeah. So I might be ignorant. I'm open to being wrong and I'm open to being corrected because you know what I mean? It would be weird if like someone like, you know, a, a, a tertiary character from black Panther. Yeah. Right. And we go, well, let's just make them Latino. Yeah. Sure. 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 It's like, wait, they're from Wakanda. Yeah, what are you doing? They're they that's an important part of the identity. And that's what and that's yeah. and so that's the part where I don't under but again, I don't understand. And so I would it say, might totally makes. And that's the other thing I was thinking about with Wonder Woman, right? Yeah. Where, where's them where yeah. was Themascerea? The right? They seem to all be black, right? I mean they seem to all be white. Oh, it's gonna, yeah, yeah, of course. So it's like, where does the black character come from? Uh-huh. Again, I'm not angry about diversity i just don't understand yeah and why is there one black woman yeah and so how does you know, that work like they, where does know. the so where if they're on this island and if it's all women and mm. if they're there by themselves yeah there are no men so there's one black woman and everybody else is white how do you explain that yeah like for the sake of diversity so that's where the diversity starts to go well, well, well hold up one aspect, we
1: one aspect of that you know in, in the case of, of Wonder Woman and the Amazons being familiar with the story of the Amazons means understanding that the Amazons didn't start in Themyscira they didn't okay. start where they are now okay. they were cast out from elsewhere mm-hmm. so there was a, a greater diversity a greater population uh, at that point and then they were cast away mm-hmm. and basically uh, condemned to immortality where they were you mm-hmm. gotta stay here and you'll be You'll just live forever, right? But as soon as you leave, then and there's the one black the, girl who can the rules who can knuckle really well, and yeah, and, and all, I mean, all like, the rest of them are white. I think we understand that, you know, by by the time uh according to the era when these characters were created right it was like okay we can get away with just one black character yeah because no one's asking these now questions. things are different Themisera in the comic books now that greg rooker writes that brian Azzarello was writing mm-hmm. that's different you have uh plenty of different hues and shades and skin colors mm-hmm. and body types mm-hmm. so we're getting away from the quote-unquote, original Amazon story. Yeah. But I think it fits the time. And in the case of Valkyrie, you know, Valkyrie is a fictional character from a fictional magic space place, Asgard, right? Mm -hmm. So from being Asgardian... Heimdall. Yeah, Heimdall is, you know, Stringer Bell Mm -hmm. in the movie. And being... As guardian means you know this is pure fiction, yes, it is rooted in a culture. Nordic culture is mostly very pasty white individuals look like myself, I bet you, but I don't <laughs> think that see, I just call myself Commissioner a, Gordon I is just from, call myself a is Viking. From, uh, I just snuck this in here, I said, I look like a Viking, <laughs>
0: yeah, so Commissioner Gordon is actually. Not from DC, he's Asgardian. He's Asgardian, <laughs> yeah. got it. He
1: gets into a lot of scraps. And, and so, how do you is, think he and gets so out is of the this? guy from uh Ghostbusters? What's his name, Nick? Uh, uh, I, I Kevin, Kevin, yeah, Kevin, yeah, 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 uh, Asgard as well. That's right, we're all Asgardian. Well, yeah, he is because that's Hemsworth. That's oh, Thor. wow, that's Thor. We made the connection, so they have that it. doesn't make any sense. No, okay, uh, I think Valkyrie's race. Doesn't play a part in her character biography. And I know this as, as a, a, a fan of, of Thor and a fan of Valkyrie. Mm-hmm. Her race doesn't really play a part other than being Asgardian. And Asgardian usually just means, yeah, you're white and blonde. But But I don't think that that actually contributes to the depth of the character. Here's the part that I'm having a hard time
0: wrapping my head around and then I should probably expand it a little bit. Okay. It's not about her being black. Mm -hmm. It's about the fact that you are not, not you Adam, but they, you are not really being diverse. Yeah. In the sense, in the sense of here's, it's one thing to go, here's a person of color. See, we did it. It's another thing to go, here's a person of color. Here's their background origin that they came from, which are other people of color. Here's how it ties into the rest of the world around them, which is all white. You see what I'm saying? So just making somebody black or a person of color to me is like, okay, but how do you explain their blackness in light of the fact that Everybody else is white, and it's creating this 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 kind of like. And I know I'm going deep, but it's kind of creating this fake diversity. Like that's not how diversity really looks in real life. Sure, sure. You're not gonna find a black Octavius in a room full of white people, and then the whole world is white, and there's nobody else black. To well, be found. I like think, my, my mom's not black, my my dad's not
1: black, my cousins, my nieces, my nephews, my
0: neighborhood. So that's well, kind let, of where let I'm me meet you from. there.
1: I think context is very important, mm-hmm. and the context for this headline is the director basically spearheading the inevitable hatred and vitriol sure. and criticism that's going to come his way because of his casting choice mm-hmm. and what this director has said straight up is Tessa Thompson was the shit. Sure, she did it. Yes, done. I don't want to hear nothing else. And I say, add a boy to that. Yeah. And I say,
0: and don't stop there. Yeah. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't don't. I say add a boy. Don't stop there. Make sure you flesh out her blackness in the story. Like, because don't be lazy. Don't, don't let your diversity be lazy. Yeah. You can't just, you're Latino. We're not going to explain your origin. We're going to just act
1: like your ethnicity is n- would not play a part in this story. So it sounds like what you would want is you would want to make sure that you know Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie has an opportunity to be a black woman. She, if you're black, in, you're black in terms of like fully, I am a black woman in every aspect. And of what that. role
0: does that play in Asgard? Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah me yeah, being yeah, yeah, black
1: yeah. in Asgard,
0: because let's talk about it. Yeah, why is there only and I have not seen the movie internet, so you're gonna have to bear with me, but. There's this one black girl here. No one's going to ask where the one black girl came from. Although we do, you like, know, we don't, we, we're just going to act like this is normal. We have Heimdall. We yeah, have where'd Heimdall come from. There's no other black people in Asgard. Heimdall's the only black person.
1: Yeah. I think a lot of things get really slippery when we start introducing race and actual like American and modern politics and conversations into fictional environments where we're like, Hey, uh, I know that this is pure fiction. I know that you are made up characters. I know that you come from space. Like, yeah, cool, 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 cool. But like, how are you dealing with racism up there? How are you dealing with identity up there? Yeah. You know, those sorts of things Mm -hmm. become really compelling subjects Mm -hmm. because I don't know. I don't know. And I would love to see some of that stuff explored. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's the point.
0: That, yeah. that is the point. And that's the point I'm bringing up. Yes. The point is that even in diversity, the standard is still whiteness. Yeah, You see what I'm saying? Yeah, Even in outer space, everybody's white. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, That's not the world we live in. If yeah. someone's black, they came from somewhere. And the place they came from, there are other people like them. You're not going to just go somewhere and find a woman. Yeah. Just one. Yeah. There's just one woman.
1: There's no other women. where are all, we're all, we're, there's one person of color. A very important part of this is this is conjecture given the movie has not come out. Right. And they might and, nail it and they might nail it. Or, but, or the story might be so good. That it doesn't matter. And I, I think it's significant to point out that these are the kinds of things that we're interested in seeing and exploring and talking about, uh before the director right now. Good on you. Tessa Thompson rules. Valkyrie rules. Word up. I hope to see more of that. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yes. Um, and you know, if you listen to this podcast long enough, you know,
0: I'm going to find a way to go, go ham sandwich.
1: Yeah. Well, that's significant. That's important. Yeah. And, they, and then, and then now like, you know, moving to another movie that's coming out. Um, Wonder Woman is getting movie treatment. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman is being filmed right now. And mm-hmm. we have photos. I from... thought, I think it's done, right? I, I don't know. Is it 100% uh, maybe, finished? Maybe, maybe I'm not.
0: I think it, I thought it was.
1: It's entirely possible. But we have we have set photos of Wonder Woman, which is to say that we have Gal Gadot in the outfit doing her thing. And the thing that I'm curious of, I remember we had this conversation uh, not too terribly long ago. But we saw photos of all of the Amazons in the new Wonder Woman movie. Right. And the question was no one's black is, is no one black here. And that was because there was representation missing of, of a specific character, Mm -hmm. right? There was a, a character from wonder woman who was not, I guess, represented in the set photos that we were hoping to see. And now we have more, just one shot, like one image, close up Gal Gadot doing her thing. Um, have you taken a look at any of those pictures? Um, not recently. I've seen stuff in general. So, like, that's the outfit. I'm showing Octavius the outfit right now, and yep. it's good. It is. It looks really good. Like, it's got the red and the blue, and it's doing the gold. And the gold, and yeah. I, I think it incorporates everything that it needs to without looking too cheese. Um, it's, it works. I'm digging it. I was, I was not so sure about Gal Gadot at first, but now I'm feeling the look. Her scene in Batman v Superman was was amazing. Yes, it was. Yeah, and that that guitar shredding in the background when she shows up. Ah! Oh,
0: yeah, like that part.
1: Yeah, uh huh, uh huh. Immigrant song. Yeah, <laughs> uh, That's good. She's not the only one who's got new threads. Yeah, um, this is a big. This is a big deal. Doctor Doom. Yeah, is got an Iron Man like
0: suit huh? so basically here i'm gonna read you something off of comic now listen internet if you have not been keeping if you have been keeping up with civil war you might not want to hear what i'm about to say mm. so spoilers 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 not really but i'm just you know giving the congregation what's you know due. three two one it's your fault I'm about to talk about Civil War. I'm about to talk about Iron Man. I'm about to talk about something that has some sort of, you know, vision of what could possibly be coming at the end of Civil War. You don't want to hear. Stop listening. Fast forward like 15 seconds. Let me read this real quick. It is unknown what will happen to Tony Stark after Civil War II. As he isn't present in post-Civil War solicits, his international Iron Man book will stop and be replaced with infamous Iron Man, while his invincible Iron Man book will be taken over by Riri Williams. So there is plenty of change in store for this Iron Man book. So saying all that to say, what's going to be going on is... Dr. Doom in some sort of way is going to be in an Iron Man book. Yeah. And uh, the name of that Iron Man book is going to be called, uh, what is it called? The Infamous Iron Man.
1: Infamous Iron Man, Invincible Iron Man, International Iron Man. How, How many I words do we have left? Well, let's just keep going for it. Yeah. You know, let's see Intelligent we Iron Man. Yeah. This one's about Tony Stark, and he's it, just smart. Idiosyncratic he's, Iron Man. Oh, wow. Huh? Wow, wow. Hey. Okay. Investi- Points. Investigator Iron Man. Yeah, there you go. There's a crime, and only Tony Stark can solve it.
0: But this costume looks dope. Yeah. I have no clue whatsoever what Dr. Doom, because he's not really involved in Civil War in any kind of way from what it we read. doesn't seem to be... We, I don't think we've really seen The main title, at least. Doom we haven't even yet. heard his
1: name brought up. The last time we saw Doom was at the end of Secret Wars. Right. Secret Wars 2. Right. Uh, and, and he had his face and back. His and... face was fixed up and all that. So I'm curious. Yeah. Is that the Doom that we're using right now or is is this something else? But it's it's not necessarily normal to have Doctor Doom be the primary bad guy for a Tony Stark. Um, well, I think he's...
0: Well, I mean he's so he kind might of reserved. be a good guy.
1: It's uh, possible. Maybe to. he's a good guy. It's uh, possible. Or maybe too. he's an anti-hero. Or uh, you know, if he's a good guy, I would approach him and say, "Victor, you look a little intimidating. You look a little bit like a bad guy. Maybe take the hood down. Put a little color on there. Yeah. Put a little blush on your face, you know? Yeah. I just want you to be more approachable." And then I would catch myself and say, "Adam, you're not being very intersectional about this. You just got to let him do what he do." Mm. And then I will back off and I say, sorry, Victor. He's like, all is well. <laughs> all is well. Doom is forgiving. <laughs> he says, oh, yeah, he would yeah, never yeah, say yeah, that. Yeah, right,
0: right. Yeah. Um, this next story, I'm going to need you to lead me in understanding exactly what's going on. Yeah, I read about this, but I'm not sure, I'm not sure I have full clarity. and We want to make sure the internet understands what we're talking about. Okay. So Frank Cho mm-hmm. is leaving... Wonder Woman. Now, Frank Cho was not the main illustrator of Wonder Woman. No. Frank Cho was the main illustrator. He was the illustrator for variant covers. Yeah. He was doing cover art right? Mm-hmm. So he wasn't the main cover. What's a variant cover? Just so you can explain.
1: Yeah. So uh, comic books have a, a main cover and then they have variants. Uh, you might have seen the exact, you might've asked yourself like, is this the exact same comic, but it has a different cover? The answer is yes. M- Marvel, DC image, comic book companies want you to get invested in different artwork and potentially buy multiple copies of the same book because of the artwork. So, Frank Cho is an illustrator who was doing, I think he was primarily doing just variant covers for Greg Rucka's current run on Wonder Woman. And that means uh, pretty regularly a book would come out and he would do a variant. I think he was commissioned to do six variants in total. That was his contract with DC. He was going to do six variants for this current run. And he's walking out. He's done after six. He doesn't want to do any more. And he claims that Greg Rucka is effectively censoring his artwork. That Greg Rucka is... Overbearing with his criticism on uh, Frank Joe's artwork, giving criticisms and suggestions and requests, and saying, "Uh, I want you to make Wonder Woman's skirt a little bit longer. I want you to change the way the lasso works. I want you to draw Diana differently. Mm -hmm. And Frank Joe is upset. And Frank Joe, I mean, shots fired. Frank Joe is going all out and talking to bleedingcool.com and different uh, online geek culture sources and saying, Greg Rucka ruined everything. I'm, I'm leaving this book. Greg Rucka is a menace. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. I'm not really buying that. Tell me more. Frank Cho is a phenomenally talented artist. He's an incredible illustrator. I agree. But... He has a knack for doing this thing that is, for me, a little bit frustrating, which is he loves to draw super sexualized female characters. Mm -hmm. He likes doing variants and covers where the women are, you know, busting out of their clothes, where they're commenting on what they look like when other characters are commenting on what they look like and that like within comic books. I think that's kind of expected, but it feels like a thing I want to leave in the past. Tell me wh- wh- why, though. So proportions and the way that characters are drawn, for the most part, in, in comics, in, in the industry, I think we're used to this being male-driven. Most creators, most writers, most illustrators are, you know... Straight men, frankly, which means when they're drawing women, they're drawing these fantasy women, you know, huge breasts, Mm -hmm. big butt, Mm -hmm. not a lot of clothes, you know, always going to be sprawling. There's that whole thing. You remember the Hawkeye initiative some time ago where what people were doing just to point out the absurdity. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, They were taking Clint Barton Hawkeye and they were putting him in the poses that other women Mm -hmm. were were being put Mm -hmm. in drawn in. So he's like turning around. There's that pose, that infamous pose of you can see my butt and my boobs at the same time. Mm -hmm. They're like turned around at an angle. That's sort of impossible. Right. So Frank Cho loves drawing super sexualized women. And I think sometimes that's just not an appropriate way to go with a franchise. And I understand that Greg Rucka has a trajectory for this Wonder Woman story. He wants people to enjoy this. Greg Rucka takes a lot of of effort to write fully fleshed out female protagonists. I mean, you look at his work, and this is mostly what he does. It's what he's known for. And I think the idea of, uh, of Cho doing these really super sexualized covers probably rubs Greg Rucka the wrong way. And Greg Rucka doesn't want to have that take on this book that he's doing. Basically like, uh, hey, I'm trying to make sure that Diana is fully formed, that she's uh, intelligent and independent and has agency and people can look up to her. Mm-hmm. I don't really want to focus on you know, what her butt looks like. I don't really want to focus on her cleavage.
0: Well, what exactly? So here's, here's what I need. I need. I need clarification of what exactly happened, not so much how we feel about it. Yeah, sure. Because
1: Frank, I, how, how so did we, Frank we Cho to... quit the book and says it's Rucka's fault. Okay, so. Rucka hasn't responded. What, 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 what are the allegations here? So the allegations here are uh, Greg Rucka is exercising too much editorial power and telling Frank Cho what he can and cannot draw. Does he have the right to do that? Yes. Contractually speaking, Greg Rucca has full control over editorial. Okay. So he is the final say. I am the last word okay. on what goes and what goes So not.
0: someone put him in charge.
1: That's correct. Okay. Yeah. And the guy who put him in charge is actually named Mark Chiarello, and he would be the person responsible uh, of, you know, who, who says what.
0: Okay. So let's, so I'm I'm just looking at it from, from my perspective. Uh-huh. Frank Cho's not new. No, he's been around. We know what Frank Show does. Yeah, huh So, to me, this is not really an argument about if Frank Show can or can't draw what he wants to draw. Yeah. Because people draw stuff all the time. hmm So, like, like that, that's not the issue. The issue is, who's in charge here? Okay, who has the final say? Yeah. Okay, the conversation's over then. hmm Did you hire Frank Cho? Have you seen Frank Cho's work? Well, you shouldn't be surprised when Frank Cho does Frank Cho. You, you, you should, like... Yeah. You, well, you, you shouldn't be like... <gasps> I like, think there's because, a, a
1: bit of a problem there because you know Frank Cho does other stuff, right? Yeah. Like he'll draw Spider-Man and it'll just rule. It'll right. be amazing. Right. Spider-Man's not reaching into his pants. Spider-Man's not bending over certain ways, right? You know, but he treats Frank Cho tends to treat uh, uh, women in in his work differently, and so he is capable of not doing that, but he tends to do that. He falls back on that.
0: Well, what, uh, I, what, what I'm saying, I'm not. <clears throat> see, here's the thing, is what I'm saying. I'm not really. Because that's a whole other conversation. That's a morality conversation. That's yeah. a conversation about
1: worldview and sure.
0: perspective. Sure, sure, which sure. Which is completely different.
1: Right. In this aspect, we're talking about the business and what is Rucka it, allowed exa- to do.
0: Exactly. Because how I feel about Frank Cho and if he should or shouldn't, don't hire him then. Sure. Don't, I don't believe... Don't, don't hire him. And if you want to hire him, understand that you're going to have to keep him on a leash. Because like, if, you, if you partner with people... You have to understand that they're not puppets. They're going to do them. You look at what they do and you determine, do I like what you do? Yeah. And if you like what they do and then they come and then they do it, you can't like all of a sudden go, I can't believe you did, did the stuff you do. And if you don't like, well, let me get the whole thought out. And if you don't like it, then you absolutely have the right to go. You know what? Yeah. This isn't working out the way I thought it would. That's right. And as a result, we're going to now separate our partnership. Yeah. And I'm, well, I'm, that's why I said, I want you to let me get the whole thought out because there's two sides to it. There's a side of, well, this is what I do. If you give me the freedom, I'm going to do it. And then there's other side of, you know what? I changed my mind. I actually don't like what you're doing. And I think there needs to be room for both of those. But when it starts to become, <clears throat> frank cho you're not you can't do that yeah it's like you can't tell frank cho what he can and can't do that's his pencil well some clarity you can, some, you can choose whether or not you want to publish it or not
1: some clarity here I, I'm, I'm wrong in saying that mark chiarello was the person who had the power to issue greg rucka as like the top dog right that 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 is not true Shiarello is uh, uh also an artist and i i don't believe he wielded that authority okay. um Also, some clarity. Greg Rucka, I do not believe, is the person responsible for hiring these artists, Mm -hmm. but... Greg Rucka is the the final say on sure. what goes and goes not. Yeah. So I think there might be some miscommunication in terms of what DC executives want and what Rucka wants and what Cho mm-hmm. wants. There's mm-hmm. probably some communication errors yeah. taking place here. Exactly. Um, one of the things that I think is significant though is Cho has been very quick to dictate the story and went directly to Geek Culture news outlet Bleeding yeah. Cool to say, "Let me just get this straight before." It leaks greg rucka is a monster yeah so what we're getting is you know you can't fire me i quit um and here's here's my perspective of of the way mm-hmm. it goes uh, the thing that bugs me about it more than anything else is clearly rucka is well within his right to be able to do this and say no that this don't fit um and uh uh, Frank Joe is, is telling his story. This is the story. This is what I'm sticking to. This is what I believe. Mm-hmm. But I think so far he's the only one telling his story. And I'm, I'm not so sure that we've heard from anybody else who's working on the project. Yeah. First, of all, you gotta, first of all, you got to hear both sides.
0: Yeah. Like that's, that's number one. But I, I think it's a slippery slope when you start telling artists what they can and can't draw. And you start making it... And unless you
1: want to have a morality conversation, which is... A n- conversation that could be had, but a different conversation. It's
0: a different conversation. When you start making morality like, well, you're wrong because your morals don't line up with my morals. And as a result, I'm going to act on that. It's like, well, was this arrangement based upon morals? Or was this arrangement based upon business? Because I can see it from the perspective where... Like I said, I've hired someone and I've gone, this isn't working out. You keep the deposit. Mm-hmm. You know what I but mean? But we're because, because you, cause you're Because you're, you worked mm-hmm. and you're due the deposit, but I'm not going to publish this. Sure. And in whoever has that final decision, whether it be Brian Azzarello or what, what's the new no, name? No, no, no. It's, it's uh, Greg Rucka. I mean, I'm yeah. again, my mine. Uh, Greg Rucka or whoever, you're within your rights. Frank Cho, if Frank Cho wants to draw whatever, whatever, whatever you have the right to go. You know what? That doesn't really fit. Yeah. But th- I think the thing that the, the, the piece of the narrative that's throwing me off is,
1: well, he drew her with a big butt and it's well, like, well, so there's more to this okay. story here. There's way more to the story. Okay. And it's really about deciding like, what are we talking about here? When we discuss this story, are we talking about the particular scenario in which we say it was Cho uh, he's being is is he being done thirty by not being on this project anymore? Who's at fault, or are we talking about something larger than that? Like Cho's propensity to draw mostly super it, sexual right, women. Right. Which one are we right. talking about? Because so, so it, there are multiple conversations to be had, and I think what ends up happening Ru- if it's
0: Rucka firing me because he's he's being he's being overbearing. It's like well, when you're the boss, right, wrong, or indifferent, not matter. You have boss. the right to do that. Yeah. Now we can discuss if if I think that that's appropriate or not, we can't debate if he has the right. Right. Just like we can't debate if you have the right to draw this or that. We can discuss if it's appropriate or not. Yeah. You know what I mean? So appropriate and right are two different discussions. Yeah. So is, and that's the distinction I'm trying to make, but I see a lot of like they're, there's a lot of overlap
1: and you got yeah, to di- no, you break you're, it apart. You're absolutely right. There's a lot of overlap. And I think part of the reason is because it appears, and this is, uh, uh, this is based on assumption because mm-hmm. we don't have an official word. Uh, it appears that the reason that this disruption has taken place, the reason the dissonance in, in the creative has taken place is because of the sexualized thing. Yeah, And even that is an assumption. It's a strong assumption there's some evidence to back that up Mm -hmm. but that is an assumption and i believe that we have some overlap we have some messiness about what exactly are we talking about here yeah and usually when people get upset over this story people get upset over frank Cho and what he decides to do what he usually does Mm -hmm. because it's kind of just like a come on man what are you doing here but the case is what were you being done dirty Were, were you let go um inappropriately where you let go, Were you, where you get, did you get canned for doing what you do? Right. Yeah. Who allowed to tell you what you can and can't like, do. Cause you brought up the spider
0: woman. Uh, the
1: spider Woman thing comes up because Cho has this background of kind of like provoking people, upsetting people and not, exp- not having a discourse about it.
0: Or let's, let's flip it now. Yeah. People get
1: upset, not necessarily Cho is upsetting people I would make the argument that he's upsetting people Because of the the pattern of behavior But that's, that's on But that's on you if you get upset You don't ha- it,
0: You know what I remember Kevin Smith saying something. No is it? No, no, no no Kevin Hart saying <laughs>
1: <laughs> I got my Kevin Smith Did we up. like just legitimately introduce Kevin Hart into this
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah Kevin Hart said he was on a breakfast club And he goes people got mad at me For what's going on on my
1: Instagram Yeah
0: Stop following me.
1: Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Like
0: if you, you're grown. If you don't like what I'm doing. Now, we're not, di- we're not discussing if it, moral- if it morally is okay, which is com- person to person to person to person, the worldview to worldview to worldview. Yeah. What we're talking about is if you don't like what I'm doing. Stop looking at it.
1: There is another aspect of Don't this, spend Octavius. Your money on There's it. another aspect which is it's being it's a representation of an entire company, an entire organization. Stop hiring him. Well, so I mean, you hired him. But here's what we're talking about now. Here, what we're talking about is DC, Marvel, whomever are you standing by the person who is putting this product out? And how does that affect me as a customer? What do I need to be able to accept? Mm-hmm. I love Marvel comic books, but yo, why do you let that guy just keep drawing Spider-Gwen that way. She's oh. a teenager. Great point. So now there's some complicated uh expectations, there's some question of loyalty. Who do I talk to about this? Who's on my side? Mm-hmm. Is the writer with me or are they with the artist who's doing a thing that bothers me? Mm-hmm. And I think part of this is it becomes a conversation that gets real hairy real quick because Marvel's a huge company. It's because of and a, it's a of huge fan base. Yeah. It's, it's a lack of clarity. It's distributed through so many different places. And because of
0: the lack of clarity, we're creating a narrative. So there we're needs putting, to be. We're putting the pieces together and going, oh, you know what happened? He did this. And it's like, you don't know that. You yeah. just made that up. Yeah. Like, you, all you know is this piece of artwork is on my screen. Yeah. I am offended. Sure. That's all you really know. Sure, sure, sure. For all you know, everybody at DC or Marvel or Image or wherever are like, great job. Love it. Perfect. Yeah. But we like, and so if you go, he keeps offending me. You have to own that. Yeah. You keep getting offended. He's not, he's not, he's not attacking you. You have a choice. You don't have to consume this content. Yeah. Well, I love Wonder Woman. Uh, Okay. So, but that's your choice. No one's making you buy Wonder Woman. Yeah. So you can't like make this someone else's fault because I could be offended for something else and go, You keep offending me. It's like, no, you keep getting offended. Sure. I don't think I'm wrong. You could you could make the argument that says there's there's an artist, and I'm just gonna give you an example. Mm. Marcus Prime, mm. who's an illustrator. He draws nude men and women. Yeah, all it's it's part of his thing. It's that's part his thing. It's part of what he does. That's his art. It's not the only thing he does. Sure, sure, sure. But it's part of what he does. You could go on his Instagram. He keeps offending me. Man, no, you keep getting offended.
1: Stop looking at his stuff. That that's what he does. There is there's there's some difference between let's say scrolling through somebody's Instagram and let's say paying for a comic book and maybe i did not buy that variant but that comic book is my money's going toward that company my money's going toward that person Mm -hmm. right so i am there's this kind of like implicit endorsement of that person's activity Mm -hmm. because i did buy that comic book not that variant yeah no i don't want that yeah but i did you know partially in a tiny nano way contribute to that paycheck
0: and you and and what the and here's the hard part internet it's harder than you want it to be. Yes. You want it to be cut and dry. It's not. It's not cut and dry. The truth of the matter is, you want that Wonder Woman comic more than you're offended. Sure. That's the facts of it. So you don't try to make it both ways. If you're really that offended, you won't spend money on. It. If you're that offended, you'll march. If you're that offended, you'll make a sign. If yeah. you're that offended, you'll strike. If yeah. you're that offended, you'll you'll start a petition. If you're that offended. Sure. But you can't be that offended and then spend money on I'd it. And go for it too. Like you, you have to, you have to. Yeah, determine which one is it because, and you want them both. And what I'm saying is, you kind of can't have them. You you can feel both ways, Mm. but your actions, Mm -hmm. your actions are are picking one. So of course you can you can still be. I can buy something and still complain about it. Sure, sure. And be able to articulate, man, I don't like this aspect of this. And, and we're able to do that. But I just think it's important that we have to take responsibility for our actions and our feelings and not put them on someone else and make it someone else's responsibility. Yeah. You have power within yourself to determine, you know what? I feel so strongly that I'm not going to spend my money there.
1: Yeah. There's a, uh, there, there, there's a guy who, who keeps a blog. He's, um, I guess... I don't know the best way to introduce him. He was the guy who created CD baby. Okay. If you're familiar with that, but he blogs, his name is Derek Sivers. Derek Sivers wrote this blog post years ago that has stuck with me forever and ever. And he says, you know what? I I realized that I have a superpower and the superpower is that I am responsible for everything. Hmm. Everything is my fault. When something good happens, that's me. Something bad happens. That's me everything. And that means that I have to put full stock into what I am capable of doing. And the things that I want to have happen, I'm the only person who can make that happen. And if it's bad, then I need to own up to it. And if it's good, I get to celebrate it. But that also means that I make decisions and I decide by my actions Mm -hmm. and no one does it for me. Yeah. And I think that's a really important aspect of things. You know, I'm, I'm a big fan of wonder woman. I'm a big fan of Greg Rucka. Um, And I'm a big, and I'm also a big fan. Let me just say this because
0: I am being pretty like, uh, technical about my 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 point of view uh, let me just get straight into the morality i do think it's important that women are properly rep- properly and accurately represented yeah like this is the moral conversation now yeah this yeah. is no longer like the business technical we change tracks. who can and can't i'm ha- i'm having a different conversation now now the conversation is i totally get it mm-hmm. do i want my nieces growing up and going wonder oh that's how wonder woman looks oh well Mom, Dad, I want to dress like Wonder Woman. And she's showing her underwear. You're like, what are you doing? And it's like, well, that's how... So that is a concern for me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I think that um, making sure that we are appropriately representing what women look like and not over-sexualizing women, I think that that's a huge problem. I think that's a huge issue, but it's not just a Frank Tro issue. And I think that's the thing that's kind of like throwing me. It's like, come on, comic book culture. Yeah. Really? Frank Cho is the, oh my God. Come on. You're not new. This is old. Like we've been, we've been looking at this for years. Come on, Jim Lee. Yeah. Back in the old image days. Yeah. Like women who are, so, you know, like this isn't a new argument. So we can't crucify Frank Cho, like he's the only one there's a bigger issue here, and if you're going to attack it, you can't spot attack it. You can't attack Frank Cho and then be okay with this and then be okay with that and Well we can show side boob, but we can't show underwear and we you know what I mean like you have to I think if you're going to have that more more morality conversation, it's a real deep conversation. You have to go, well, how do you think feel about modesty in general, let's remove Frank Cho. Let's remove comic books. Let's have a conversation about modesty. Mm. What are your thoughts? Let's have a conversation about nudity. Mm -hmm. Let's have a conversation about how men and women dress and what's appropriate. Let's have a conversation about ratings of books and movies and TV shows. What do you think's appropriate? Oh, no, no, no. I just want Frank Cho to not show underwear. Uh, uh, No, 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 no. You can't do that.
1: In for an inch, in for a mile.
0: You can't just attack Frank Cho. You have to have a bigger conversation
1: about... How do we represent women? I think it is worthy of a bigger conversation. And that bigger conversation is messy and twisty Super. and turn. To, yes. like, I mean, there's so many things in here. There are a lot of variables. And I think all of this is to, to capitalize on something that you said. It's not clear cut. It's this. You want it to be easy. You want it to be black and white. This is just not how it is. Mm. If you choose, if you choose to be woke, Things are going to be hard mm. if you hold up. Cho- back. Say, say that you that's know we need is. to tweet that.
0: That's, if, that's yeah. good. Say that again. If you choose to be sleeping. woke,
1: things are going to be hard. Yes, because what you accept is the awareness of all things. It's, the,
0: it's like it's like the guy who was like, "Man, I took the blue. Was the blue pill? Yeah." Took the blue pill. He's like, man, I
1: wish I never took it.
0: Yeah. But that's what it's like. It's this, like taking the blue pill and you're like, oh my gosh. The burden of knowledge
1: and, and awareness. And, it's like, and put it back in. You know, the question would become, you know, was, is it worth it? Or do you just decide to turn the other cheek and mm-hmm. I'd, I'd rather not. Mm-hmm. I want to simplify things, you know, in my world, it is worth it. It is difficult. Yeah. It is painful. It's confusing. I it's, think
0: in comic Junto's world, that's, that's why we do
1: this. Yeah, exactly. So these conversations are very worthwhile to me and, uh, you know, to, to the credit of the way that we've talked about this, there are so many conversations to be had. You need to be very careful about what you're actually approaching. Mm -hmm. You know, what conversation are we having right now? let's make sure we set those expectations and understandings up. Because when we get into uh, a a struggle, when we get into an argument, odds are it's because we're we're maybe not being clear about what we want to talk about or what we have on our mind. So it is really significant to be able to identify the conversation you want to have and then have that tough conversation. Just have it. And also realize when when you're talking to somebody about this, you can't expect the other person to just be on the same level as you Mm -hmm. because you reach that through whatever experience you you have under your belt and that person will have a different perspective and y'all can communicate to one another and telegraph, you know, how you feel, but there's just almost no way you feel absolutely exactly identical the exact same way. Right. But the conversation is still worthy. Yeah. Still worthy. So um, that is something that I think we will follow and I will be interested to find out because this is a big, uh, interesting conversation to be had. I'm interested to find out if and when DC as a company says anything about it, Mm -hmm. if this makes waves enough for them to even address it, and maybe it will not. But I'm, I'm curious, as D.C., this huge company, lots of money, want to make sure that they, you know, aren't offending the people who are going to buy their stuff or they're intending to do that. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Curious what they have to say.
0: And people, please give us your feedback on Twitter. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Absolutely. Because we would love to hear your thoughts. We really appreciate when you guys give us other perspectives. We're open to, to hearing different ways to look at it. Um, and we just really enjoy the back and forth. So please, please, please please feel free. We're not, we're not guys who are like, we're right. Shut up. Don't you dare say nothing. No, that's not the point. We're definitely
1: like, this is what a Junto is. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 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 You know, moving on to one more really light subject. Yeah. Uh, I just want to bring this up and and there's something, I'm not even necessarily sure I I know where I want to go with it other than... At least one place, but Leslie Jones, the star of Ghostbusters, which is out right now, Mm -hmm. uh, one of the stars of this film, has been receiving unbelievable levels of hatred and vitriol and, and troll behavior on Twitter. And she spent the day, what was this yesterday or two days ago? I think it was two days ago. Two days ago. Today I believe it was the 20th of July. Yeah, it was the, the 18th of, of July. She spent the day, the 18th of July, uh, retweeting and broadcasting a lot of the hatred that she's receiving on Twitter. Uh, a lot of this hatred seems to be just based on the idea of her being in the Ghostbusters movie. And it is racist. It is misogynist. It is disgusting. It is terrifying. It makes me so upset that I don't even know how to contain myself. And I just feel empty and weird and numb for a little while. I hate to see this. I hate to see this. That is so uncool. I don't even know where to go other than to say, what the hell is this mess? Why don't you get some clarity about exactly what
0: went down so people can kind of Follow, follow you.
1: I mean, other than her just receiving tweets, hate, 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 and retweeting it. People, you know, saying vile, vile, racist, horrible things to her, and her deciding my course of action is I'm going to retweet it so other people can see what's happening to me. Yeah, and then also call upon Twitter to step up and do something in terms of some policies and procedures for what the how they encounter and and react to people who who spew this kind of hatred on the internet and then twitter you know a lot of people my, myself included thinks uh twitter doesn't do enough mm-hmm. to uh condemn or show repercussions to the yeah. people who who just shout 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 horrible things. Um, And, you know, as I'm saying this right now, there is an update to it, which is uh, one of the people who's kind of been identified as a person who provoked a lot of the hatred. Um, This guy's name is Milo Yiannopoulos. Uh, He's an editor for Breitbart. He's been banned from Twitter forever. (laughs) He was permanently banned. And he's one of the people who is being noted as responsible for causing a lot of this To kick off a lot of this this stuff that Leslie Jones has had to endure. Nobody should have to endure that. I I think it's a really slippery slope when you talk about what Twitter does, how they take actions in terms of this sort of thing. What would you like to see them do? Well, I would like to see them speak about this as a problem. Even if they don't have a solution out the gate, I want to see a forum for what they're thinking about this sort of thing. I also want people to recognize that being on Twitter, I don't think it's necessarily a right to be on Twitter, it is a free program. It's a privilege to use Twitter. And if you don't use Twitter the way that these people who developed it, yeah, if you're, if you're using it in a way that causes strife and pain and suffering, I just don't think that's legit. And I don't think you should be able to enjoy that privilege any longer. Mm. So the thing that I would like to see from Twitter, uh, I would like to see discussion about how to move forward with this. Even if you do not have a clear answer out the gate, I want to have a wide open discussion about what we use this tool for, uh, expectations, and how do we respond to people who are going off like that. It, you you watched this go down the same way that I did. I did. What, what are you feeling? I mean, I was extremely offended. <clears throat> I was extremely
0: hurt. Um, it's shocking for her. I, I wasn't. Sh- I wasn't shocked. No, I wasn't. Sh- this is <laughs> like you know. Like, being black, when you see people act racist, it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I, that's not in the sense of, like, I'm okay with it, but I'm not shocked in the sense that it's like, yeah, I mean, this this is what happens. Not even the amount. This is what happens. Like, the, the, this is really terrible. Yeah. I mean, black people are being shot in the street and people are like, mm-hmm. Yeah. So you don't think someone's gonna harass someone
1: and be racist on Twitter? On the they, on the anonymous, they freaking internet. kill
0: people in yeah. the middle of the street Yeah, with video and proof, and the people are getting off. So no, Twitter is not surprising to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, 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 but it's unfortunate that this is so common sure. to me in just being like, you feel helpless. Yeah. You feel helpless. And you feel like there should be something that's done. You feel like people should act. People should take action. I mean, Derek Miner put out a music video. You can look it up, internet. internet. Um, it's called Free. And it's
1: a very, very, very powerful visual. Mm-hmm. You saw it, right, Adam? Yeah, and lyrically speaking, um, it is... I'm not going to use the word surprisingly because I I think Derek minor is not capable of it, but it is refreshingly complex. Yeah. Even the lyrics are nuanced. Yeah. Where he doesn't cast one shade or another. He's just not saying like, I'm not saying this just one way I'm saying I'm upset. Yeah. Yeah. But the visual,
0: just to, just to give you the short version, it's of him chained up and, like, fighting to get loose. Yeah. And you have these different characters who are living their life just, like, you know, doing their thing. And at a certain point in the video, they all turn and look and go, oh, my gosh. You see in their face, it's not verbal, but you see in their face, they go, that dude's chained up. Yeah. And they're like, this is wrong. And all of the different characters, different backgrounds, different ethnicities run towards him and are fighting to get him, you know like unchained yeah, and the visual is like, that's what we should be doing when we see someone who's being harassed, hurt, disrespected, like, you know, and we talk about superheroes all the time. Like Batman's not going to sit around and watch someone. No. Get shot down in the street and go, not my problem. Never Superman, you know, like the Avengers are not going to sit around and watch someone get like racial slurs and sexual like th- he's not gonna sit around and go well they're not tweeting
1: it at me mm-hmm. it's, that's not what the, that's not what our heroes that you, we read every week are gonna do you know they, you saying that actually it it makes me think imagine what it's like to be obviously i'm gonna ask you to imagine something that is fictional but imagine what it's like to be miles morales or kamala khan mm-hmm. and a twitter user mm. and to think Man, I have the power to swing over to your place and smack you upside the head, or tie you up, or try to take control of this situation. If I knew where you lived and your post, if my my friend on Facebook is posting racist content, and I'm Kamala Khan, I'd think I got half a mind. Mm-hmm. I got half a mind to come for you right now.
0: But we and, and you know we we look at superheroes and they're. Truly, that there's it's storytelling, and we don't have superpowers, but we do have influence. Yeah. That guy's somebody's associate, friend. Somebody's in his circle of influence. Mm-hmm. And somebody needs to be jamming that dude up going, you're wild. This like, is not you okay. got to stop. Yeah. Like, this is not okay. Yeah. So that's how I feel about it. I feel like, and even the people who have authority... I know for me, man, if I created an event, a conference, a tour, a party, a play, and I saw someone bullying somebody, I'm not going to sit back and go, you got freedom of speech. Yeah, whatever. What? No, First I'm going to take action. I'm going to go, yo, you cannot treat this person like this. Yeah. So that's, those are my thoughts without with, with try, trying to say calm, actually. yeah, You know what I mean? And not get worked up. But it's, it's something needs to be done. And I think, uh passivity in going you have the freedom of speech is is not the end of the story i agree with you you know going well you know everybody can you know has the right to express their opinion Eh, that's weak i think it changes yeah It's 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 not it's not as basic as this like verbal abuse verbal assault you know what i mean what's the other one um when someone like slander yeah like these are things these are real things that people get jammed up for in real life, so mm-hmm. you can't just let people do anything they want, and I think that's part of the issue is that people feel that freedom, and because of the internet, it creates the internet's provided a lot of awesome things for us, but it's also created a you know an incubator, a greeting ground for monsters, yeah because you know, as, cra- as crazy as it is, those of you listening to the internet are younger, you might not be able to understand there was a time where someone would run in your mouth for talking crazy. Yeah. You can't just talk crazy. Like, there, there would be... Consequences. So the people were like, "Oh, if I say something, I live in a neighborhood where I'm gonna see this person. Yeah, I'm gonna run into them. There mm-hmm. will be some sort of like conflict, even if it's not physical all the time. Which sometimes it would be, absolutely. But there is gonna be conflict. But the internet creates this where we're all connected, but we're all it's false connection, it's false relationship, it's false intimacy. Like we're all connected, but we're all disconnect. We're connected enough to talk trash, but we're disconnected enough to feel like nothing's gonna
1: happen. Yeah." So, and then one of the things that I find interesting is for all that we're afforded by having the internet and anonymity of the internet, you know, we lose something that is so core in terms of the way that we process empathy, which is facial expressions. Yes. Right? being able to see the way that you look, being able to see that you are. How do I look when I'm doing these rants, Adam? (laughs) You surprisingly calm. (laughs) Although every once in a while, you got to do that movie. You take your glasses off. Like I can't even keep these on right now. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, you know, you, when you don't have that, there's a lot that takes place. You, you, You can't experience the way someone is responding to the things that you say. You can't see the tears welling up in their eyes. You can't see them choking on words. You can't see them trying to just take a pause. Or like think about what's happening You don't have the ability to see those things And it means that your experience On the internet is like what Carte blanche I'll just say whatever the hell I want I'm going to respond as quickly As I can because I want to make sure That I get my word in before yours yeah. And I want to get the last one as well There are a lot of things that take place And you know my favorite interactions on the internet Are ones in which someone says You know let's is, if, there, if there's a possibility for it Let's have a conversation in person Right? I connect with you on this. Maybe I'd agree with you or disagree with something that I saw on your Facebook or in your Twitter timeline. But let me hit you up and let's get together and talk in person. You know, not in public per se, um, one-on-one. I care about you and I want to have this conversation. It is yeah.
0: worth it to me. Yeah, because a lot of that is really passivity. Yeah. You know, and I, and I, for one, maybe I'm just a different, from a different tribe, I struggle with passivity, Mm -hmm. you know, Adam, I think, you know, I'm pretty direct. Absolutely. And if you have something to me, the best way to say to me, the best way that I process is directly. Absolutely. Say it. Yeah. Come to me, give, and give me the opportunity to go back and forth. Let's, let's have a dialogue, let's have a discussion. But I think that's a a large reason to why I don't argue with people on Twitter. And I, and I really don't, as much as I respect people on Twitter, truth be told, the people who are standing in front of me, is, it's, it's different. Mm-hmm. It's different. What's happening right here, right now between you and I, is completely different. Absolutely. Than yeah. what's happening on Twitter. Because yeah. I just don't feel the responsibility the same as yeah. if someone's voice is on the other end of the phone or I'm seeing someone. Like, if you got something to say to me, Reach out and let's let's chop it up. Let's talk it through. Let's work it through. And that's a part of loving on one another and yeah. giving each other an opportunity to really do stuff. Cause it's 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 cowardly to me. Yeah. That's chump sucker stuff to hide to to have keyboard courage and be a thumb thug. Like yeah. that's 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 what that's what chumps do. Like Twitter if, fingers turn to trigger fingers. <laughs> yeah, like don't don't be that. Don't be that guy or girl. Don't do that. Yeah. You know, if you really got an issue. And you also have to understand if you don't, if you're not a part of someone's community, then you know you don't you might not have the relational capital. If you understand
1: what I'm saying, Adam, social capital, absolutely. Yeah, you don't yeah. have the the that's relational reputa- if reputation. That's yeah, your karma.
0: Yeah, you don't have the relational capital to speak certain things to certain people. That's right. Because like, who are you? Imagine if someone was walking down the street and they walk by you and go. The effort you doing with them sneakers on. You look ugly. Look at the butt and they just started going off on you like you do on Twitter. You'd be like, first of all, who are you? Yeah. I don't even know you. Yeah. Why I'm not even gonna respond to you. And that's what Happened to Leslie Jones. She was attacked by, she's walking down the street and was just randomly, uh, verbally attacked by loads of people. Of course she left Twitter. And everybody who's standing around took their phones out and just watched. Just watched it. Nah, not everybody. There were some people who spoke out and, you know, love for, what was the hashtag? Love for? Uh, Yeah, I think it was love for Leslie J. Yeah. yeah. Love for Leslie J and I think that that was dope. People who said, "Hey, I got love for you. I'm here for you." That's not cool. There's a lot of really dope il- illustrations that were put out really
1: celebrating her.
0: So it wasn't just people attacking. So it that we can't forget that side.
1: If if there's something actionable, I feel like in the face of something like this, like like watching uh, someone endure this that they do not they, like absolutely don't deserve to go through this feeling helpless is real, but there is something that you can do. The the hashtag is cool to say, Hey, I got love for you. That's cool. But think about the people who are around you, who you haven't reminded in a long time that you do love, right? Uh, You know, hit up, hit up your mom, hit up your friend, hit up somebody that hasn't heard those words in a little while, because this is a systemic thing. And if you share that with other people, it might encourage those people to share that with other people and onward and onward. So maybe it's difficult to help Leslie Jones. I bet she has loved ones in her life and I know she has fans. There are people who are standing for her, by her, with her. But you can do that with your, your family, with your friends, with the people who are around you. Somebody that you might not have ever said it to, you know, like I have love for you. I appreciate you. So that's something that you can yeah. do. And maybe that seems indirect, but it's not passive the first thing that I thought about when I was seeing everything going down on Twitter. is I thought about Brian K Vaughn's online only comic, the private eye, Mm -hmm. that panel syndicate, John. And this is what reminded me. I'm like comics for everything. My, my brain goes to comic books for everything because in the private eye, it takes place in uh, the future alternate uh, future in which the cloud, the digital cloud burst and everybody's information is available to everyone. And so, We as a society, as a world, decide to abolish the internet. We no longer use the internet. It is done. And now we have a commodity on privacy. People walk around outside in cosplay, in masks and costumes. Cause it's like, I don't want you to know who I am because I don't want you to connect me with all those secrets mm. that came out about me. I got to read that. It's That's
0: brilliant. Good.
1: Brian K Vaughn. I know you're listening to this. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you for the five stars. Five positive star comment. Marcos Martin. You're amazing on that book. Thank you so Shout much. Shout out to you. Um, and I thought, you know, what would it be like if there was just one day, if there was a holiday in the world, where we just turned the internet off. You mean like The Purge? We don't want that. Not the purge. Not the purge.
0: Adam, are you advocating for the purge on Junto episode thirty?
1: Adam Tetris, Tetris is not endorsing the purge. Okay. As the purge. Glad we clarified. But that, I'm just saying, you know, like, for a second. well, I'm, I'm not saying go full on, like, well, uh, what if we had no internet? Turn it off. That kind of thing. But I think about our dependency on the internet. I think about the way that we connect with each other and the things that it affords us. But I think it's helpful to balance those things out. And I wonder, you know, what would it be like if I can't go online? What would it be like? like if i can't listen to my podcasts what would it be like if on this day this holiday i gotta go out and hug somebody and that's all i can do i spent all my time on that but i immediately thought of the private eye if you have not read the private eye you can download that panel syndicate it's literally free it's name your own price and it is brilliant and it is a wonderful thought experiment and a hell of a story it's only 10 issues too um that's good stuff mm-hmm. but uh peace and love to leslie J. Uh, and to all of you wonderful listeners joining is, us now.
0: Might be the record longest news. she But we had a lot of really good conversations.
1: Yeah. That was good. That's okay, true. So let's only do one talk back. Yeah. We don't have a lot of. We're going to make it a light one too. We're just going to like turn from, from one thing to another. We, we talked about this not too long ago. You know, How we get a little would, too much.
0: Would a woodchuck chuck <laughs> if a woodchuck could chuck wood?
1: Six one six. Next question. Got it. Uh, We are uh, we're going into our talk back segment now. Talk back is when we give you the listener an opportunity to hit us up. Uh, You have questions for us. Hit us up. If you want to run something past us, look for some life advice. Hit us up. If you need dating advice, hit us up. Hit us up. If if you want to know about comics, you know, whatever. If you want to reach out, please reach out. If you want to know.
0: Should I punch that person in the mouth?
1: (laughs) (laughs) We're saying pause to go into a stasis. Just go into a stasis. Yeah. For like seven days maximum. Yeah. Hit us up. One hand on your smartphone. Send us an email. Just give us a minute. Yeah. We'll prioritize that. Don't throw that punch yet. No, 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 no. Don't touch that dial or that chin. You know? Just hold up.
0: Right. So if Uh, you want to submit a question, you can do it via Twitter using hashtag AskCBJ, or you can send us an email at comicbookjunto, J-U-N-T-O at B-3-A-R-F-R-U-I-T dot com. That's comicbookjunto at barefruit.com. And your question might be asked And answered, read and answered on the show.
1: This time we have an email from a listener named Santasha. Thanks for reaching out to us, Santasha. Uh, She gave us a couple of options. We're going to pick one. She says, hey, guys, I have a few rapid fire questions for you. And following that, she says, love the show, guys. Keep being awesome. P.S. The best Adam J name so far to me was Adam Junkpile Teteris. That one had me rolling. Why why you got to bring Junkpile back in? Hey, man. Why you got to do that? She's enjoying it. I buried that one. Let her have it. All right. So we're going to just grab one of these questions from this list. All four of them are excellent. And I think the one that I'm going to go with is give your favorite superhero the personality of one celebrity. How would this affect the way they operate? So you got to take your your favorite, yours is Bruce Wayne, it's Batman. Mine's Batman. You take Batman and you just copy paste the personality of a celeb. Who would it be and how would that affect them? Okay, you go first because I'm still meditating here. Okay, so the thing is, is I can't use Man-Thing for this. You have to use Man-Thing I can't though. Here's
0: the problem. Adam, you can't make up the rules. It's not your question. You have to follow...
1: What's her name? <laughs> Santasha? Santasha. You have to follow Santasha's rules. <laughs> you you can't this, make up your own rules. You made this hard, Santasha. You made this difficult. You'd pick the one to pick the question. Well, I know, but I imagine... I knew this would be a, uh, an interesting experiment, but I imagine everything changes if you apply a personality to man thing. That's right. Everything... That's correct. ...changes. Yes. So here's, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say, take the personality... Of Aubrey, Drake, <laughs> <laughs> Aubrey or Drake, Drake. Okay, Drake. And yeah. Apply that to Man Thing, and here's why. <laughs> man Thing now has equal parts boast. He's talking about his abilities, his spot where he's at, what he's capable of, mm-hmm. his reputation, where mm-hmm. he comes from. Yeah. And man, he's soft. He's so soft, crying. and he can get all. Yeah, he can get all empathetic. He can get Stay all. Stay crying. Like, yeah, let me just. Yeah, let me just get all R and B on he's you. Got, he's got eternal tears just mm-hmm. like streaming from his face. Uh huh. Uh huh. And I think I think that fits, man. Thing in some ways, it's just going to be like more turned up. And we have to give him a, a, a mouth or an ability to speak. We Absolutely, have to give his personality him personality is different though. Yeah, because that voice too. And so I want to be able to say, you know, man thing. Would roll up into a city and he would talk six God. He would talk views. But in the same moment, uh-huh. he'd be calling his ex girl. Uh, uh That's what got man thinking in this mess. As that's what, that, yeah. She got him in this mess in in, the, in this entire, like the whole thing was because of his, his recent wife. Right. Right. He'd be calling her up and he'd just be crooning to her. He'd say, you know, just hold on. We're going home. Mm-hmm. I'm a swamp man now. Yeah. But just hold on. Don't you worry. We're going home. We'll find the antidote. Yeah. So I'm going to take Man Thing. I'm going to take the personality of Drizzy Drake. And uh, I think that would fit him nicely. I feel like that would be complimentary. Not too much of a leap. I want to see that happen. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. And I would allow a man thing to leave Citrusville, Florida, Swamp. I think he should be able to go to Toronto or wherever he wants to mm-hmm. go. You mm-hmm. know, Climb up to the top of the tower up in Toronto. He's running through the six with all of his woes. Every single last one of them. All of his woes. All of them. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Every single last one of them. Okay, your turn. So I have to pick a celebrity, right? Yeah, yes, you do. Okay. So we've got Batman. Uh-huh. Uh, AKA Kevin Kevin Hart.
1: <laughs> Kevin Hart, I know you're listening to this one. You get a lot of shout outs in this episode. Hey, you know, thank we you take, for the five we, stars just, positive just, comment. Yeah, thank you for your your
0: your whole body of work. Thank exactly. You. We take Batman, and what's the one thing that Batman doesn't have? Freaking sense of sense humor. of humor. He has, he no, he sense he has humor. no sense of humor. He's always pouting. He's always <laughs> sad. He's always <laughs> grumbling. He's always, you know. Just like my parents, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, that's all yeah. he's thinking about. You, you lighten them up a little bit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got to think he'd actually
1: be able to do his job better. He's making jokes about like the way crime. What's the deal with criminals? They're always crying every time I tie them up. Why are you crying right now? You were tough a second ago. Yeah, and, and he's yeah. talking trash. He's talking trash. He's talking trash to people now. Yeah, he's he's he's
0: like playing the dozens. He's snapping yeah. on people. Yeah, you know what I mean he's talking about people's mom. Going back and forth with him and beating him up, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I like
1: that. Yeah, I like that. Kevin Smith, you know, That's, Kevin Hart. That is no doubt in my mind. That is one of the DC universes in, in which Kevin Hart is. Yeah, it's Batman. Yeah, <laughs> Batman, aka Kevin Hart. It's your boy, Matches Malone, aka Kevin Hart. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man. Yes, that's where we're at. Okay, yeah, I like that. Uh, and I want to know from our listeners, you know, let's play that game. Take your favorite superhero and apply a personality of a celebrity. Yes. What, what are you doing with that? How do they act differently? What do they say? What do they act like? Uh, I would love to know that. That's a hell of a question, Santosh. I like
0: that one. So you yeah. can just do superhero plus... Uh, um, Who, Whatever celebrity. Yeah. And yeah.
1: Then- and then
0: you could just write a couple of the attributes until you run out of 140. Carol pieces. Danvers plus Taylor Swift.
1: Oh, no, no, She's no, rolling up no, in there. She says, like yeah, she says- I don't like hey, it. She says, hey, Tony Stark, we got bad blood. No, we got bad, blood. Mess, no, we got I like bad Carol. blood.
0: I like Carol. Hey,
1: man, why are you going to do that to Tay-Tay?
0: Because Taylor's out here doing her thing, man. <laughs> you know, acting like she don't know what's
1: going on. <laughs> you know? Carol Danvers is like, that's not my voice on the phone I didn't with say Kanye that. West. I didn't say that.
0: I didn't know anything about that. And you know What? People are going to come like Tony Stark, and they're going to come and try to take credit for what you did in (laughs) your life, and they're going to try to take the fact that you are Captain Marvel, and if you actually go out there and you let people know that utilizing being able to see in the future for your good is something that you came up with and you did it for you, you'll always know that you are the one that did it. You don't have to talk about Tony Stark or anybody else who's trying to hold you down.
1: Captain Marvel, you got to shake it off. <laughs> I don't want Carol <laughs> to, be t- to be Taylor Swift. But we got we got a lot of fun to be having.
0: Captain Marvel stays fake surprise all the time. <gasps> me, you want me to go out and save the world? Yeah. Uh, oh, sure, okay. <laughs> oh, you want you want my help? Oh my gosh! I oh me?
1: Okay, okay. Try this one on then. All right, uh, the uh, the the totally awesome Hulk DJ Khaled. Okay. <laughs> Snapchatting all day. I like that. Awesome, Hulk. What are you doing on jet skis all day? Do you? Like that. You got nowhere else to be.
0: And <laughs> some people can't handle jet skis. Gamma radiation. Major key. Some major people can't key. handle gamma rays. <laughs> I can I can not Some people can't handle Fighting Wolverine Old man Logan (laughs) I can
1: Like (laughs) They don't want you To hang out in that They don't
0: want to see me Be a part of the Avengers (laughs) Guess what I'm gonna do Be a part of the Avengers (laughs) They don't want to see me Take over And be Hulk Instead of Bruce Banner Guess what I'm gonna do Take over for Hulk It's just him Instead of Bruce Banner He's
1: just watering his flowers These are my angels I love you I love you These are my angels Major key (laughs) This game is gamma legs. radiation alert. This game has legs. I like it. Yeah, it's good. Gamma radiation alert. Everybody out. <laughs> gamma ray alert. Major gamma alert. That's uh, good. Sentasha. I can sit here and actually do this for way too long. Thank you, Santasha. Santasha, thank you very much. Uh, I, I think, think we should
0: actually like, play that game moving forward.
1: That's we, we got to find a way to create some parameters for that game. That would be fun. Yeah, that would be fun. Maybe that's something that we could do in our live show. Hey, you know, you know maybe do like a little thing. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Okay. You got two hats. Mm -hmm. You cut up a bunch of paper. One hat is comic book characters, Uh, and the other one is celebrities, uh, right? And then you got to you 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 pull your two, and you got to combine them. You got to run like run your mouth for I don't know a minute minute and and a half. half. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Uh, I have no problem with
0: that. I like that. I like that. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> All right. Like that's that. our talk back section. We're gonna rush on into books of the week. It's getting dark out here. We're doing so much talking. That's right. Um we're we're going into our pool list right now. So this is uh you know, happy brown bag day. Inside you hear the crinkle. The bag. You hear the crinkle. Um I picked up more books than I expected to Me today. Too. And it appears you did the same. You want to kick us off for the pool list? What do you All got? Right.
0: I got Justice League number one, I got Black Widow number five, yeah. I got the fix number four. This came out actually last week or a week before last, I'm not sure, but it just, they didn't have it. So I finally got it. Damn it. I didn't pick that up. Okay. I got Nighthawk number three. Nighthawk is growing on me. Yeah. The first issue, as you guys who listen, have heard, it wasn't really like feeling like that, but it's it's growing on me. I actually like this. That's good to know. Superman number three. Black Hammer, the guys at Brave New Worlds told me that they liked this one. This was the standout, like, surprise book for the week for them. Yeah. So I grabbed that. And then I got the books of the week, Batman number three, and I got Spider-Man number six.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm with you. I picked up Black Hammer number one. From Jeff Lemire and Dean Norston. I'm I'm excited for this one. Don't know nothing about it. Um, Not a thing. But I'm eager for it. It's coming from Dark Horse. I also picked up Superman issue three. I'm excited for this. I heard it's uh, a rough one. Picked up Black Widow five. I also picked up uh, Patsy Walker, aka Hellcat, issue eight. This one has pictures of She-Hulk and Patsy all over the front of it. I know it's going to tug at my heartstrings. Mm. I love these characters, and I had been kind of neglecting Hellcat for a little bit. It just hadn't, it it, it got cut out because I've been picking so many books up. But this is a Civil War II issue. There's a lot going on with Jennifer Walters, so I had to pick that up. Picked up a new number one, Snot Girl, Brian Lee O'Malley uh, of. Scott Pilgrim, fame. Yeah, same guy who did that, right? Mm-hmm. And Leslie Hung. Uh, no idea what's going on in this. My understanding is it's a pop star or model who has horrible allergies. That's as much as I've got. I don't, don't see so it. That's as much as I've got. And then our books of the week. Spider-Man 6 and Batman issue 3. All right. You want to start with Batman? Yeah, let's start with Batman. Okay. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So let me start out by saying Tom King. I appreciate you. He's so good. You're doing a he good. He is job. so good. Yeah. You're you're building a really good
1: story and I appreciate that this is coming out every 2 weeks. I got nervous when I opened this book and I see people walking out of a movie theater. I'm thinking, yeah. "Come on!" Yeah, I'm like, "What are we doing?" Guys? And say, hey, he got me. Tom King, he got me. You want to walk us through uh, a little bit of this issue? Yeah, so the beginning of the issue takes place in the past you know
0: gotham city in the past and we see character leaving a movie theater uh, a male a a younger boy Mm -hmm. leaving a movie theater with his mom and dad a familiar scene very familiar in a batman book they turn down an alleyway in the alleyway they're met with a guy who has gold necklace on and gold bracelets i don't know what that significance that is but pointing the gun dad steps in front Body shot from the guy with the holding the gun, and of course, mom and the son are like terrified. And you know, we even saw the get to the point where with the the pearls, where the he's necklace. reaching for the pearl necklace, yeah. and you're like,
1: "Man, what is this?" Is That's this... when I knew something was up because he's grabbing for the necklace, and I was like, "Wait, hold up, those are not pearls. They're not." Oh yeah, good point. What's it's a happening chain. here? It's not what is pearls. this? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, and the kind of dialogue is just saying like, you know. When you live in Gotham and you're raised in Gotham, you kind of get used to the ups and downs, the highs and lows, the goods and bads of it. And you start to identify with it because that's what it's like for you as well. Yeah. Um, So it's just talking about just what it's like to be a Gothamite and how it gets to a point where you really start to feel like this is just the way it is. You start to accept it. You become it. You become it. And then there's a point where you're just like, No. I'm not going to be a part of that.
1: Yeah, and what we're witnessing is this crime could have gone the way that we we would have expected, the same way that happened to Bruce Wayne. Yeah, the and old Tom and Martha. And Martha. But uh, what ends up happening is Batman himself intervenes and stops the crime from taking place, beats on the criminal a little bit, and gives a little bit. He gave a little pep talk. Which I appreciated. Which we didn't see a lot of from Scott Snyder's Batman. Yeah. Scott no, he's he's talking to the people he just saved. Like,
0: I'm sitting here reading this book and I'm like, this is the most I've seen Batman say anything, like, encouraging and, like, uh, building up to anybody he saves in, like, the past five years. Yeah. In this little panel, um, he says something that's very powerful. I'm going to read it. It says, an ambulance is on its way. So this is him talking to the mother, the father, and the son. An ambulance is on the way. You're not hurt, but let me check you out. After they leave, you're going to be scared. Scared for a while. And that's fine. Be scared. Everyone gets scared. But remember, all that means is everyone gets the opportunity to fight that fear. Mm -hmm. Everyone gets a chance to be brave.
1: Mm -hmm. And that was like, wow. I really appreciate that. I can relate to that. In that, it's like Bruce under the cowl. He recognizes the familiarity of this scene, yeah. and he's like, "I know how I felt. Right. I know where I went. I'm going to give this person an opportunity to fight that, to combat. Going to give you a little wisdom. Little Love that. Love that. And then we're uh, it, we're we're in a living room. Uh, it looks like uh, now we're in the the present, and it is the the parents that we saw from those first panels, and they are talking to somebody and basically just recounting uh, an original story and, and talking about what it, what it means to live in Gotham and that the whole thing about smoke and piss, it's just all smoke and piss. That's so visceral, right? You can feel Gotham. You can smell Gotham. You yeah. walk down an alleyway in Philadelphia. And sometimes I think like, mm, this is Gotham city. This is what Gotham city is like. And uh, yeah. they're, they're talking to this person who uh, uh, is asking about the kids. And their kids just get rescued by Batman and then mm-hmm. become hugely influenced and love Batman and fan geek over Batman. Well, the
0: well the the big thing is like this FBI agent is talking to you know the parents and they're saying that the son was the one who that's was, right that's was right. the one who was involved in that altercation where Batman came in and saved them. The
1: daughter wasn't, but the daughter is younger and just wants to do all the things right. that the older brother is doing. So the older brother is.
0: Totally obsessed with Batman and posters everywhere. And they start talking about how, you know, these two people's, these two kids' parents were wealthy. And all they wanted to do after that encounter in, in, in kind of with Batman was to just give and be kind and love and help and give and help and give and help and give and help. And give and help. Cause they're, and, and when they're not giving and helping, they're training, mm-hmm. you know, they're training physically. They so they want to do good. It seems like. Believe, create, inspire. You know what I mean? It seems yeah. like inspiration, like, was cre- was that mo- that moment inspired them. And now it's taken,
1: at, taken, like, become the life with their actions. And the parents are saying, our kids were doing all this. They idolized Batman. They're doing good. They go away for a little while. Yeah. They come back. And it is not uh, beyond us. It is not a coincidence that we do not recognize that suddenly Gotham has these two new heroes. Yeah. Gotham key, and Gotham Girl. Major
0: key in this is that they asked for money yeah, and the parents didn't ask what the money was for. They just gave them the money. A lot you of know? money. Yeah. And cause I mean, the parents were very wealthy and they're like, man, we work really hard to make a lot of money and, the, and, our, and our kids just kept convincing us to give it away. So then all of a sudden our kids come back and Gotham and Gotham girls show up. Yep. So they're saying like coincidence. We're aware yeah. Um, and at this point in the book, I'm reading it because I was reading in front of Adam because Adam had already read it. And I was like, ah, okay. I see who they're talking to. Yes. If you know you're Batman and you understand, you got you saw a little visual cue um, a couple pages in where the FBI agent has a match in his mouth. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I know who they're talking to. The sunglasses and the
1: mustache. The mustache and all that kind of stuff. It's Matches Malone. They're talking to Matches Malone. And Matches Malone is the alter ego of Bruce Wayne when he's, you know, diving into Under the crime cover. world. He's yeah. doing uncover stuff. I love seeing Bruce as a detective. Yes. Like, we get to see some stuff that Bruce is crafty for. It's not the only, co- the only costume he puts on is not Batman, he's got mm-hmm. other things going on. And this is a deep cut. This is a throwback. Yeah. If see you Max if you Malone. If you don't know your Batman, you might be like, what? I don't get that. But what we're discovering here is, uh, Gotham and Gotham girl, the heroes that we've met in the previous issues. Uh, they were influenced by Batman at right. a very young age. And, and, and we Batman talked, saved them. And we talked about Batman number
0: issue number two, where it's like, yeah, Batman seems to be trusting them a little too quickly. That doesn't seem like the Batman I know. And then when I found out I was matched with Lone, like yeah, he's doing his research on Gotham and Gotham, Gotham and Gotham Girl yeah. to really get a. It's like a, a beat on who he's, who he's working with or who he's considering working with.
1: Can we talk about this uh, sedan that matches Malone gets Hey in, and then it splits in half and suddenly hey. Batman comes out and he's on the bat cycle. In, in, a co- in, the co- in the costume, the cape, everything. He
0: goes in as matches Malone minus the, minus the mustache. The car splits in half. He's on a motorcycle fully clothed in the costume. It takes me
1: 15 minutes to put a t-shirt on. Listen, I, don't know, I don't know
0: how Bruce Wayne does this. Exactly. I, I mean, know. this dude got boots on and a cape. And hey, where was that cape at? I don't know. Cape ball flying in the background. And how does that not got, get caught up in, in in like the back tire?
1: <laughs> it's not very practical.
0: Too many questions. Yeah. But motorcycle looks fly, and I just thought it was really dope. Thought that was an awesome moment. Uh, something else happened before that. There's some sort of explosion as Gotham and Gotham Girl are flying around, and they go to address it. Apparently, someone's setting off bombs.
1: Suicide bomber. Yeah. And screaming about the monsters. Right and Gotham is
0: trying to hold up the, hold up the, um, the bridge. Yeah. So Batman shows up, rolls in and Gotham girl is trying to save people. Batman comes in, saves the day, has Mm -hmm. a little gadget moment. Um, I think it looks like it was connected to the, um, Batwing as well. Yeah. And they stabilize, they stabilize the, um, the bridge. So of course we were kind of expecting that to happen and all that kind of stuff. But, the conversation that happens afterwards is, you know, Gotham and Gotham girl run up on Batman and like, Hey, so, uh, you know, like kind of fanning out, like what are we doing? And Batman's like, all right, look, this is how it's going to go down. I'm going to run down these leads and I'm going to let you know what's going on with the bombers. You know, you try to watch over the city while I figure out what's going on. If there's anything I can't handle, you get, you handle it first. Yeah. So it's like, okay, cool. Like he's working with us. Yeah. He's working together.
1: And they have this like, Fan moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And he says, you know, Gotham starts to say to Batman, "Um, hey, I can't thank you enough. I just wanted to say, see uh, uh, when I was a kid and he's going to like spill the story. You know, here's what you did for me. And Bruce cuts him off and says, it's good to see you out here, Gotham. It's good to see what you did with your fear. And it's like, I know. I know what's
0: going on. Mm -hmm. I know what's happening. And Gotham has that moment where he's like, wait, hold, hold up. He knows. He remembers. And before he really gets a chance to like say it,
1: let me get a giant bomb go off, and they're running off to handle that, that bomb. Yeah. And they're going to handle that bomb, and that's when they meet uh, two of the rogues gallery. We got Hugo Strange on the scene and Psycho Pirate. Psycho Pirate? I don't know what Psycho I don't pirate. know Psycho Pirate, but we do know that we saw Hugo Strange hanging out uh, with Amanda Waller, previous issue- And it appeared that he was doing something where he was doing some mind control or something along those lines. And it, it seems like he's got to be in the center of this in some way. And psycho pirate has something to do where he's able to do some mind control that kind of thing.
0: It just clicked. Hit me. Remember last issue, issue number 2 at the end of it? He's like, he shows him picture. Are you sad? Yes, yes I'm, I'm sad. very sad. Yeah. Are you happy? Yes, I'm very happy. Are you angry? Yes, I'm very angry. So maybe Psychopirate is that same character because you see Psychopirate goes, "I'm scared. I'm very c- scared." And like, yeah. You know, Hugo yep. Shane says, "And this is Roger Hayden, the Psychopirate, master of all emotions." His theirs yours. Yeah. So maybe he has some sort of power to project his emotions over other over people. Some other people. And you see like when this burning building, you've got look what looks like, you know, military officers shooting each other.
1: Yeah. And it makes me wonder what was strange doing with Amanda Waller or vice versa. What was Amanda Waller doing with Hugo strange? I want to know what's going on here. There, there's some mechanism taking place and I'm not sure what it is. You, uh, through and through, I really enjoyed this issue a lot. It looks like we're, we're getting to a point where we're going to understand the motivations of the villain, what's happening here. Um, the thing that I'm most intrigued by, more than anything else, is the relationship of Gotham and Gotham Girl and Batman. And what happened with that money? And what happened with that money? And it seems to me like they're suggesting maybe they, they took their parents' money and did some experiments something to augment their abilities like you know I imagine here you have these people who are just trying to do good do good do good and every time they do good they think there's more that we can do there's gotta be more that we can do and it would not surprise me if they find out somebody's got some experiment something that would make them super strong super fast sounds like a comic book sounds like a comic book sounds like something somebody would do that in this character that they just built what do you want to see from this comic like in the next issue what are is there anything that you would expect or hope for? Um, I think that he's doing such a
0: good job. I really don't really have anything to ask for other than the next issue as soon as possible. Yeah. And I'm, this is one where I'm like, ooh, I get another one in two weeks. Great. Yes. You know, instead of being like, oh, I got to wait for a month. You know what I mean? I'm not dreading reading this. I'm really looking forward to it. Same thing with Civil War II. I love that I'm getting one every two weeks. Yeah. I really am looking forward to these issues.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it too. There's a lot happening in this book that I like that little things that I, I don't notice until the second time around, even just the font that's used for the sound effects. Like when Batman is in that sedan and it busts o- uh, open and the cycle comes out, there's this particular font that's used for sound effects in the onomatopoeia. And I feel like it's notable because it kind of lends this like noir feeling to it. And I like that. There's just this kind of like, It's not steampunk, but it's got this kind of like gritty, like noir sort of thing going on. I like the tone of this book. And it's decidedly different from Snyder, where Snyder and Capullo, there are a lot of bright colors in some of those issues. When they were doing Zero Year and stuff like that, there are real vibrant colors in this issue. Real, real comic book-y, real punchy. And this has maybe a more like tight tone to it like muted colors it's a little more saturated i dig it I, I just really like it a lot it's it's good tom king is excellent if you're not reading vision by tom king you're messing up uh if you're not reading batman by tom king you're messing up and he has a book called sheriff of babylon that i highly highly, oh, highly yeah? recommend it as well <clears throat> all right next book Civil War 2. This is uh, uh, Spider-Man 6, and this takes part in Civil War 2. In the last issue of Spider-Man, we got into... Last time. Yeah, last time. uh, We we had uh, Miles. He was grabbed up by uh, Felicia Hardy, uh, Black Cat and hammerhead and he got out of that situation and he gets home to talk to Fabio Goldballs and also to his boy Ganky and he's being tailed by Jessica Jones so we're continuing there where they're being tailed by Jessica Jones and the conversations that are taking place in this issue are really interesting to me. We have a lot of dialogue in this issue. It's mostly miles talking to Fabio and miles talking to Genki and miles talking to iron man, right? Those sorts of things. And, uh, yeah, I feel this again, Bendis. I I really like that. Bendis is doing civil war and also this Spider-Man book. So it feels like it is, Nestled correctly inside of the event. It's not like an author who's just trying to pick up on cues and fit something in there. This is Bendis controlling all of these characters in this exact context. And I'm really enjoying it a lot. And uh, the conversations that come out of this are really interesting, man. Like Bendis knows. I think Bendis knows people are struggling with Fabio as a character. Because he's saying straight up, Miles Morales can't remember his name, you know, in this issue, he, right. Miles just can't remember Goldball's name. And I, if that feels like the sort of thing where a writer is listening to an audience and saying, bear with me here, let me just reflect a little bit of you in this book and, and hold on with me here. Mm-hmm. But the conversations that I want to get to this, this book was really great. The conversation that I want to have with you is the one between Miles and Tony Stark.
0: Well, let's, 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 let's get everybody caught up a little bit so they can get some context for that. So in the beginning, we have Fabio talking to Miles, basically saying, look, Genki didn't mean it. You know, He loves you. He, he chumps with love. And we have uh, Jessica Jones taking photos and kind of listening in and hearing what's what. And we have a real funny moment where the principal knocks on the door and goes, uh,
1: can I help you? You know what I mean? Yeah, Jessica Jones being shady. She's taking a picture of kids at a school. Right.
0: Yeah. And, you know, she pulls off and they have that weird moment, right? And then as we're continuing the story, we get to uh, Miles' mom and dad having a discussion about the fact that, you know... Miles' grandmom, his mother's mother, yeah. hired a private, you know,
1: a, a private investigator to find out what's going on with Miles. And both his mom and dad feel horrible about this. Yes. They don't like this. And Jefferson, Miles' dad, is saying, honey, you got to call it off. Yeah, you got to stop This, this. is your mom. Get her out of this. And there's another aspect of this too, where they're talking about secrets. Like why would we be tailing this kid? He's what, what are we doing? Why would we do this to our own son? But Jefferson miles dad, he's got a secret of his own he's rejoined shield. Yeah. So there's that too. There's some uh, like subtext there.
0: Mm -hmm. And so there's that moment. There's that discussion. Just like the whole idea of like, look, you have to call this off. You have to take control. You can't let your mother run our family. It's your family. It's, he's your son. He's our son, not hers. Um, so that's that moment. And then we have the conversation where Genki's talking about being in the friend zone. That's right. He calls it, he calls it the bear, uh, uh, bear trap for guys like us. Guys like who? And he says, chubby guys. Yeah. And he points at Fabio and himself. And Miles seems to be, like, disconnected from that. And it's interesting because it is something that you can be disconnected from if you've never been a chubby, overweight person. Mm -hmm. Like, you really don't understand what role that plays. And it's interesting also as Miles being a person who is a person of color, a person who's black and Latino. So it's interesting where from his perspective, he's like, I don't get it. Yeah like it's not that bad yeah and even genki a couple issues back you know telling miles a secret going it's not i don't get it it's not that bad that i told yeah and even going i don't want you know when miles was like i don't want to be the
1: black spider-man and genki going i don't get it yeah it's interesting like both of these boys love each other they both have such a strong friendship but both of them have this interesting kind of colorblindness to the other person's a a piece of that person's identity well i don't know if it's colorblind i think it's they lack
0: the ability to connect and empathize Mm. and sympathize Mm -hmm.
1: oh they see it it's like miles knows he's chubby well there's an aspect though like miles will say real quick he's like oh you used to be chubbier what do you mean you're chubby you used to be chubbier you know and it's almost like he's downplaying it Right, and it's, right, that right. would be almost as though if if Genki were to be like, "What do you mean you're black, Miles? You're not that that black, you know?" Right. Or like, like we've come uh-huh. a long way. We've come a long way. Yeah, like that kind of commentary. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Right. So it is interesting. You, you're right. There's this kind of just inability to experience that, to understand what that person is talking about. And I, I like that we're playing with it here, not in the context of people hating on one another or ignoring something wholesale, but even people who care about one another have a difficult time seeing that whole picture. Yeah.
0: And even, I think that even this and what Bendis is doing, he's kind of laying the foundation for how people look at people. If that makes sense. Like, Oh, you're chubby. So as a chubby person, you're, Oh, you're black, you're Latino, you're black and Latino. So you're this way. You know what I mean? Like this whole like profiling conversation that's coming up as, you know, Miles gets this, con- this phone call from Tony. And this is where you were taking us, where Miles is swinging around. He's like, Man, I'm, I'm always nervous when I talk to Tony Stark. When is that ever gonna stop? You know, it's always weird. And you have the moment where, you know, Tony shows up and they start that conversation.
1: Yeah, so he's, he's having it. My- Miles Morales, Spider Man, is having a conversation with Tony Stark. Tony Stark is effectively saying, Hey kid, where do you stand? And Miles says, What the hell are you talking about? And he, Tony gives him a rundown of if, if basically this is the synopsis of civil war two, here's where we are right now. We got this in human who says he can see the future. Captain Dan, uh, Captain Marvel wants to be able to utilize that to prepare for b- potential disaster. And I think that's not the correct thing to do. And I need to know where you stand on all of this. You on my side, you on her side, right? What's what's what this is a lot to lump on miles. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing that's, I think, unique about this conversation. The word usage that Tony chooses when he says, if you attempt to arrest or subdue someone for doing something they haven't done yet, that's profiling. And you have Miles who's reacting by saying, like, I mean, even Miles' eyes, his expression of responding. It's kind of like squinty like, like hmm. mm-hmm, you're saying that word, but I need to know more about what you're doing here. It's like, I'm, I'm still working on the how and why he does it, meaning the human who sees the future. But really, if you think about it, it it's profiling. And Miles straight up asks, like, are you saying that word because I'm black? Is, is that why you're saying that? But Tony is trying to level with him and saying, no, this, this is what I believe. I think if you're trying to persecute somebody for something that they haven't done, then you're profiling that person. And we're getting into a really slippery conversation here. Like, What are you supposed to think? And I think the word usage that uh, Bendis is using here is very intentional. It is very intentional. And I'm curious what you think. Like Tony Stark saying, I don't think we should profile people. Does that ring anything for you? Like as a black man, are you thinking, "What? why is Tony Stark talking like this? No, 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 no. I mean, it's
0: not like white people can't talk about profiling. Sure. Because... It's true. And I mean, he even says, he even clarifies, like, look, I'm white. So I mean, there's a certain level to where I'm disconnected from a certain part. I of grew this. up white and
1: rich. So yeah. I can't imagine. Yeah.
0: yeah, I can't imagine. But the point being made here hits home and there's no argument on my end. There's 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 if anything, this kind of solidifies my side. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because when you put it like that, it's like, oh. This you're real, right it's serious you're n- not even you're serious it's like you are right yeah like there's right and there's wrong you are right yeah you know and i and i can't see carol really debating with that mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying um now i get pre- i get there i get the argument of like preemptive strike i mean spoilers 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 civil war two issue number three if you don't know if you haven't read if you don't know anything about what we're talking about this is your first time listening to compo junto fast forward do not listen go read compo Ju- i mean civil war two number three yeah. three two one it's your fault i mean when hawkeye killed bruce banner mm-hmm. that was like you got to take yourself back there and go, was Hawkeye wrong? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because he hadn't done anything yet. Cause that was the argument. Like he hadn't done anything yet, but Clint's gone, but I saw him, I saw it happening. This is me shooting before he shot us. You know what I mean? But I, I get the point. If you just call it what it is and he, and evil miles, like Are you saying that because I'm not Why He's like, no, I'm saying it. Cause that's the appropriate definition. Yeah. And, No, you can't roll up on someone because they look like something or because of a prediction of what you think they're going to do and take action on them. I think... You have to give people the benefit of the doubt You have to allow those things to take Place yes because you can't Predict the future and that's what's weird about this Comic book it's creating a world Where things can happen that Can't really happen and you know this is
1: I can't wait until Hopefully in the the next issue or or Future issue of spider-man we Get to see carol danvers level with Miles in a really similar fashion Because i bet she's thinking about who's going to be On my squad and how can i talk to them about this We saw in power And an iron fist last week in our book of the week, Carol Danvers is appealing to other people as well and saying, "This is my side of things. This is what I believe. Are you with me? Are you not? Good intentions on both parties, but this is what I see. And what we have right here is a very clear illustration." of how Iron Man sees civil war. He says, I think trying to control that which cannot be controlled, like the future, can drive someone crazy. I think the subconscious is a powerful thing. I think people aren't always aware of themselves. And I think everyone, everyone deserves the right to make their choices and benefit from or suffer the consequences of those choices. That is where Tony Stark lays.
0: Yeah. Great that's point. Stance. Great
1: point. Very good point.
0: And even something else he says, I think profiling is a real problem in this world. Although, yes, intelligence does work. People sometimes good people use it in the wrong way and for the wrong reasons. Sometimes people see things the way they want to see them and until I know exactly what this kid's deal is, you know, you think so you think Captain Marvel would do something so bad. You know, so that's the that's the point like the whole <clears throat> profiling like where do we draw the line? Yeah. Who decides how we act? You know, minor- it's the minority report conversation. Absolutely. Minority you know, report. like, so Carol, are you judged during executioner for things that haven't happened yet? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, or do we show up and wait for it to happen? Um, are we the ones that are making things happen? Cause you got to look at it again. Hey, just in case these peaceful protests, get violent let's shut with machine guns and tanks
1: yeah exactly
0: so are you there to prevent or are you
1: provoking it doesn't inspire peace you see what i'm saying yeah, of course so it's like and that aspect is interesting too because if carol danvers had an opportunity to counter she'd say i'm taking that risk that terrible risk because i think it's going to save people's lives
0: right but then again if we go to the li- like our real life our real life example uh-huh. Peaceful protest.
1: Here we are. Guns drawn. Yep. It sends a signal.
0: Like, I mean, you show up on Bruce Banner's front lawn, Inve- Avengers, X-Men, and Humans, like, and you think he's not going to wig out? Like, that's what he said. He was like, what did you think was going to happen? You come to my house and you, like, he didn't even get a chance to get the words out. You come to my house and you accuse me, like, and that's a, that's a great point. What did you think was going to happen? Yeah. If you keep agitating and poking and prodding and provoking people, yeah. yeah. what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, how did you, you not expect this? You, you don't think that people are going to act out, lash out? And you're going to require, be peaceful, be calm. Tony, Bruce, be calm. Mm-hmm. How am I going to be calm? There's I, no, I'm not going to be calm in the same way. You know, you see the SWAT team show up and yeah. you, you're already angry,
1: but you're trying to be calm and then they bring the SWAT team out. I think I think it's important to note that this, this issue of a Spider-Man, if you didn't know exactly why Civil War is happening and what's going on, this issue really crystallizes This is that. almost like a companion piece. Like you need Absolutely. to be reading this along with... Yeah, yeah it really colors things in and it, I think it helps flesh some ideas out. Um, after the engagement between Tony and... Uh, and Miles, we see Miles for the first time go to his dad to talk to him. Like, I'm in a bind. I don't really know what to do here. And that's some heavy stuff that he's laying on his pop. And his dad says two things. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, everything you're describing to me right now from Tony Stark sounds about right. So you got to go with your gut. And also, you got to tell your mom about, you know, this whole Spider-Man.
0: Also, thing. he said, did you tell him that I had these occasions where I was profiled? Yeah. And, you know
1: which has happened. That was in the, uh, when the ultimate universe is, is, was still around, that was what was going on is, uh, there were a couple of situations where his dad was getting put away and cleared of all charges. Whoops. Sorry. Wrong black guy. Yeah. Yeah. So that's its own thing. Uh, we're going to end the issue here with, uh, miles mom going to meet with Jessica Jones in Jessica's office in the alias office. We see the door alias investigation and, uh, and she's saying, "Hey, call it off uh, I don't want you yeah. snooping on my son anymore,
0: just 'cause I can't do it. You didn't hire me, so you can't un- you can't unhire me,
1: yeah." And then uh, Miles' mom is saying, how much money do you want? I will write you a check right now. And Jessica says, look, this is my reputation. This is my career. I can't be doing this. People are going to find out about it. And by the way, you got nothing to worry about. Your your kids are good. And it seems like Miles' mom is just kind of working herself up into this panic, into this worry, like maybe something is actually going on. I don't want you to be looking into them, but maybe I do need to know. And we're ending the issue with Miles' mom in tears saying, Tell me what you know about my son. Yeah, tell me, tell, tell me my son's secret. So she's so worried. She doesn't want to do what she's doing. I, I get the sense. But she's so worried about her boy that she wants to know what's going on here. And it makes me wonder, man, I don't think Jessica Jones is going to let slip. I, I don't think she would just say, oh, yeah, by the way, your boy is Spider-Man.
0: Yeah, I mean, does she actually know? Did she figure that out? Oh, she already knows.
1: Figure it out. She's a part yeah, of the squad. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. she's been she's been spying on Genki and but Fabio, she's a part of the squad. She knows she knows what's what. She knows what's what. Yeah, that's right. Um, something that's notable: Spider-Man Seven. We have an advertisement at the end of this issue, and it shows uh, Peter Parker, Carol Danvers. We see Nova. We see Miss Marvel. And there's also... Nova's, uh, like, dad's Yeah, the, the original Nova, the helmet, is just kind of, like, floating. So, that's something. Now we see tears in, in uh, young Nova's eyes. Mm-hmm. So, I'm thinking that this next issue is going to be, we're going to get the other side. We're going to get Carol Danvers appealing to Miles Which Morales. Which I'm very excited about. I love this book. Um, something I want to point out. There is a new artist on this issue. It's Nico Leon. Um, You and I both kind of weren't sure about it in the beginning of the issue, but by the end of the issue, it really worked for me. I love some of the artwork between Miles and his dad. I love the artwork between Miles' mom and Jessica Jones, and I love the engagement between Iron Man and Spider-Man. All of that is really working for me. I like it a lot. It's sad to see Sarah Pacelli is not on the issue because I love Sarah Pacelli, but uh, Nico Leon you crushed it. This is a great issue of Spider-Man. Spider-Man six is phenomenal. Absolutely. I agree. All That's right. A bo- good week.
0: Yes. Book of the week for next week. Um, I think we've got Black Panther number four and Civil War two mm. number four.
1: Okay. Do we have anything coming up in uh, DC or image or anything like that? If we want to try to branch out um, next week, we got Wonder Woman number three. Mm hmm. Uh, which will be interesting because Wonder Woman 3, they're doing that whole like a little bit of this story, a little bit of that story. Nightwing number one, which I know you're not interested in.
0: Mm-hmm. Old Man Logan, we fell off a while ago.
1: Yeah, and I think we're starting a new arc too. Is it? Yeah, but okay. the, the, the conclusion of an arc was recent. Batgirl number one, also. Back, Girl number one. Okay. All right. So, uh, I I mean, it looks like we're going to go for Black Panther and for Civil War. Because I want to keep on both of those. Absolutely. So, let's keep on both of those unless something pops up. But I like that. So, Black Panther
0: number four. We're going
1: to Wakanda.
0: Civil War number two, number four. Civil War two, number four. Mm -hmm.
1: Longest episode ever. Time to shut it down. Why don't you let them know where they can find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram under the same name, at... Adam Teteris, A-D-A-M-T-E-T-E-R-U-S. Hit me up. You can hit me on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, at Octavius A. Newman,
0: O-C-T-A-V-I-U-S-A-N-E-W-M-A-N. Talk to me there talk to Adam there. Let us know your thoughts on this episode. If you like this podcast, leave us five stars and a positive comment on iTunes. Rate, subscribe, review, share. Please do share this with someone else who you think would appreciate it. Bring other people into the Junto. Do that. Uh, Leave us five stars and a positive comment because that helps us raise up in the rankings and draw more attention to the show. You can listen to this and subscribe on Uh, soundcloud you can leave comments there as well we're also on google play we're on sound uh we're on overcast we're on stitcher we're on pretty much everywhere you can find podcasts so please share please share Mm -hmm. please share share with the artist that are you know on the book. If there's a certain part um, that you wanted to share with an illustrator, if you certain part you want to share with a writer of a book that we talked about or a, a celebrity or something like that that you want to draw attention to them, the, on SoundCloud, what you can do is you can actually put the timer to a certain place and send the link to someone starting at that particular spot. Yeah. So, yeah. Shoot the message out to people. Share it. We want to try to expand this. Um, don't forget, Philadelphia Podcast Festival August twentieth. Mm-hmm. That's a Saturday, two p.m. Amalgam Comics and Coffee.
1: Um, that's that. There it is. So okay. So here's the thing. I feel like our show needs like an ending line. Like, when we we end the show, you know, like this is a line that we say, and then you know it's the end of the show. Roll the music. So I'm just gonna we, we're just gonna try one out here. If if you feeling you're feeling adventurous right now, are you? Go for it. Okay. So here's the thing. We we have a lot of conversations. We talk a lot on this show. That's what the Junto is about. Agreed. Okay. So here's what I'm saying. Where
0: are we going? I don't know where we're going.
1: West side, talk it out. East side, talk it out. What? South side, talk it out. North side, talk it out. That's DJ Unk. I just wanted to bring Walk It Out back. And then maybe What do you think of that as an ending line? It's just the song Walk It Out. I don't like it. But we changed the word walk to talk. Nah. DJ Unk and Chingy? No. Okay. We're going to work on that. Okay. I'm just going to send that to the workshop. Some valuable feedback. I appreciate you, Octavius. Keep thank trying, you for, man. Thank you for your critical reception. <laughs> I'm just like, no, don't do this. <laughs> All right. So we're going
0: to see what we can figure out with that. Thank you guys for listening. We love you. Until next time. Peace. <laughs>